This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design, servicing clients domestic and international. Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to amastadesign.com. Amasta, spelled A-M-A-S-T-A, design.com. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an eco-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Rolex Creations, formerly Roro Cakes, a boutique paper floor shop creating unique custom-made blooms for your events, weddings, dinner parties, and or office or home decor. Check out Rolex Creations, spelled R-O-L-U-X-E, Creations, on Instagram and on Facebook. Last but not least, Pancake Studios cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios, set at the heart of Brooklyn, also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. And when we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting, look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. And welcome back. Hi. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy fashion. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun, right, Clark? <laughs> we have uh, special guests in the studio today. I'm Miguel Andrevez, Velez, your host, as always here in the beautiful Pancake Studio, run by one Jonathan Vergara. Uh, as always, my Edward Ng here. <laughs> 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 and uh, Ed, 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 has, Ed has brought along his uh, his sidekick and Clark and Clark. Yeah. You want to say hi to people? Say hi. say hi to the people of Brooklyn. Hi. All right. And Ed, introduce our 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 our, our royalty. All right, listen up, you screwheads. <laughs> we have we have in our midst a little bit of greatness and a lot of and a lot of fun. The king of Star Wars himself. The return of the king. The Star Wars. Hail the king, baby. Hail the king, baby. Kanye West. Kanye West. <laughs> oh, my Jeremy God. Martin. We wow. Jeremy that, Martin. That, that's who we're going to He's have. back. <laughs> Jeremy Martin. Now you bumped Kanye for <laughs> me. We bumped Kanye for you. <laughs> no, well, yeah, you no, no. I've hit no. it, baby. I'm the big time now. <laughs> no, if you don't mind, I'm, uh, I'm going to go grab some tequilas. <laughs> <laughs> say, hello to Mi- say hello to Mike Weston for me. <laughs> I'll tell you something, Mikey. <laughs> It fits so much. Uh, Jeremy They're just back. a bunch of little bitches. And once more, <laughs> the Sith shall rule the galaxy. <laughs> nah, uh, Jeremy is back. Um, we, the return of the King of Star the Wars The return himself. of the King of Star Wars. He was uh, last on in our three-part Star Wars catch-all show where we discussed practically everything. Just about everything. I can't... I, there was one thing I remembered... Like the week after I was here, that we didn't talk about. Oh, what was it? What? I don't know. I don't remember no, 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 now. It was like, like the one I, thing. It was like I'm, I'm going to call you and on the like, weekend and be like, "Damn it, we didn't get to Lobot." I knew I told you. <laughs> Lobot. I just have Lobot. a whole thing about Lobot. Lobot's great. <laughs> he needs his own movie. He needs like his everybody own. else. 
Patrick Stewart is Lobot. Patrick Stewart. I mean, that, how perfect would that be, yeah. though? I mean, well, that uh, might work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we wanted to have Jeremy back on. Uh, uh, solo Star Wars uh, story uh, just dropped. And we did a review with that uh, in which our uh, international correspondent, uh, Anastasia mm-hmm. Mary Grimaud, was, uh, uh, was our guest. Originally, she was supposed to be here, but um, she's got... The she, man. The man. The man. Yeah. The banks. The banks. <laughs> which, the banks. Anna, we're not going to get, talk get about, too it, much it, it, too into. It's not a politics show. Yeah, not a politics <laughs> show. We have, the, we have a jar that we have to put in that we may... A jar. I, yeah, we actually do. We have what we call the politics jar. You have a politics jar? We call it the politics jar. It's, a, me- it's a metaphor. Because this guy here. Whoa. You're not getting my money, though. This guy, I... this guy here uh, liked to, in the early days, like, one of just like, hey, like, you know, I do the I do the spiel, and he'd be like, so anyway, John Kasich won last night in the primaries, <laughs> and it was like, why are we, why are we even going there? Why are we going there? This is not what people come to the show for. They're, they're, it's to escape. Well, okay, there. let me ask you. If let's say uh, we pull um, a Sarah McLaughlin and you know, please save the dogs. Do, <laughs> does that count? Like, do we have to put money into the jar? It's like, no. As long as we don't get into why, what got those dogs into that situation in the first what was, place. What was, yeah, uh, uh, you know, it's like because what, what was the other one that was always on there? Save the planet, the save the planet lady. Uh, I forget like, who the other one was. Oh, um, uh, what's her you face? Sally Struthers. Yeah. I was an ass. What Sally did? Struthers. What was Sally Struthers uh, crying about back then? Those were the worst things ever. Was it UNICEF? Well, what was it? Like save the children? It Is was that save the children. Save, I think it was yeah. save the children. And everything. It made you just want to run out in the street for ten cents a day. You can. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, Please I'll stop it with this now, Sally. I'll, I'll give it to you. I just don't want to. <laughs> just want to see you making me sad again. But uh, Jeremy, um, Jeremy was brought back because uh, we just want to have a nice little freewheeling. Um, convo with him about a, a variety of things uh, even though we're billing him as the king of Star Wars and he is as I said in the Star Wars show we can touch on a bunch of stuff yeah we're going to touch on a lot of things and uh, as I said even though Jeremy is our Star Wars ringer guy he's the guy I said I, I will I I'm, Ed knows how big of a anyone who knows me knows I'm a Star Wars freak um, Jeremy knows that I'm a Star Wars freak from when we were teens. You know, that high, was our... high school was fun, man. We well, because we would get into it. It would be a we whole... just recite the whole movie. Yeah. Line oh, line. oh my God. <laughs> well, we 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 would. Do, our big thing was we would have our parties. Um, some sometimes lasting a couple of days. Yeah. Tell me about these parties. Yeah. Not yeah. not as not as no. They weren't. They were like <laughs> nerdy fanboy parties. Yeah. Filled with lots of Mountain Dew and cuter. So yeah, cuter, which is our dirty. card game. That it sounds so. You can so, make it dirty if you consider not. So basically, it's like you know, you guys and like in your teen years with your uh, your your uh, tube socks up to here. We're gonna <laughs> rock I still on to Electric Avenue. Hey guys, did you guys see Empire? <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> we weren't teenagers in 1982. That is true. We were. <laughs> it was the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, but we used so to you have wore these UFO part- pants. Did you wear parachute your pants? Uh, I did not. Okay, good. I actually I did. did have a pair did of pair, but that was like <laughs> I, wore that, I wore that. I wore the parachute pants the year before do, do, I transferred do, do, to the, the do, high school do, and went to play. Do, do. Okay. I had them when do, I was do, at do. Uh, Mount Pocono. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, I don't remember you in, in those. Yeah, so. yeah, but, I, mean, but yeah, I, I never wore them. I thought know? I thought they were dumb. Yeah, they were. They were. They did. I've worn the same clothing and attire my entire life. Cargo shorts. And yeah. Well, you know, you know, uh, uh, Jeremy. Ask, ask Star Wars themed T-shirts. Right. Right. Jeremy. One, a, a, one of know, my men. So, yeah. A, a, let me ask you a question, Jeremy. Okay. In all honesty. All right. Outside of the hat. Yeah. I haven't changed how no. I've, I've dressed. Well, okay. <laughs> well, well, let's. No. All right, King Jeremy. What are you wearing? You're, you're wearing a uh, a Yoda shirt. I'm wearing cargo it says, shorts. It says and a Yoda shirt. The Force. 
The force. What was that saying? The force. I will use. I will use. <laughs> I will use. The force I will use. Which you did not One when we time. were moving that piano in. I, uh, <laughs> because I have to test the Padawans, you know? You, so, physical yeah, strength is we, just important as mental fortitude. First thing that happens when we walk into the studio, um, uh, John managed to acquire a Baldwin um, upright piano. And uh, from my house. yeah, and uh, so well, I guess we're getting a discount because you know that's when we all yeah. pitch in to move that thing in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, you guys get paid for this? And uh, <laughs> no, well, no, we pay him. He gets oh! paid. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I got, I got not even the. <laughs> well, I told him. I said he should. He should have just hung back and coordinated. That's that's the that's the mark of true leadership. It is. I wasn't helping. I, I had one finger on that side. Everything you heard about me, baby, it's all true. <laughs> so yeah, so Jeremy is here today. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun um, uh, reminiscing about uh, uh, many things. Oh, um, before we go forward with the serious things, we're gonna talk about some some issues of the day uh, before we get into our fun conversation with Jeremy. Is uh, I have a message from a friend of ours. And not and not Matt, whom we talked about before we came in. Is this, is this the Sam one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. That's actually directly derivative of our parties. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> okay. a direct result so, of our so, of our Mountain Dew. Cuba so so party. so so gather round, TBCers, Ed and John. Do they know and, this? Hey, story? there's they an old man telling story. a story. Oh wow. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna tell a story here, uh, Ed and John. Oh my lord, this is not so, a proud moment of my life. But <laughs> you uh -oh. said you owned it. I did it. You did it. So uh, we, we had a party once. Uh, Sam that was, was not completely innocent in this event either. No, no, well, we, we, hey, look, we were hurt and we struck back. We did. Remember, <laughs> remember his wife might be listening to this. Oh, oh she no. knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Just trust me. <laughs> this knows. is legendary she in our laughs. circles. In our circles, we know this. So we had, um, and I forget what the holiday was, but it was one of these deals where it was like a three or four day weekend. And it was it was like Memorial Day or something. It was, it was towards the end of the year because we were it was it was in and out. We were yeah we were we was, were basically just cruising towards getting the hell out of high school. Yeah, it was it was towards the end. We were done. We didn't care. We checked out. <laughs> we did. We really did. Uh, so uh, I, I remember this party specifically because I remember when we would have when we would have overnight parties. I would uh, often make um, cinnamon um, um, French toast in the mornings. Yeah. And so I remember going home to my uh, to, to to my parents, right? Well, my parents where I live. I think, <laughs> like I was had my own apartment when I was eighteen. Um, <laughs> and like I just wanted to pilfer their cinnamon that they had, yeah, and then I left a cinnamon, note. That's all I want. Uh, I left a note that said, uh, "Mom, uh, over at Dayton's, which is our our, our friend, yeah. where we ha where we held a date in Altamos. because his his parents always went away camping or something. Yeah, so and he, he had, always and he had, had a huge, and he, the house is pretty big. He had, a, he had a big house, so we always had." Nice big basement that's where area. The that's where the gatherings. That's where the gathering were. we had, or or we had them at my place often too. You know. Yeah, because it was something out of that yeah. '70s show. This is, is what you're saying. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> oh my God, he, um, who's 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 the who's the guy who was the 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 big dumb one on that show? That he's um, Michael Kelso, aka uh, um, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Who's actually really smart? Yeah. Who yeah, actually well, is like a marine biologist? I know. It's, it's quick. But um, but he plays a good idiot. Kutcher. Kutcher. Go figure. Kutner and Dayton. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, you can there. see. There's a <laughs> beyond beyond the the, the haircut, the and haircut, yeah, and, and everything. I, yeah, I, yeah. There's, I, I there's something going it. on there. If you're listening out there, Dayton also. It. Um, <laughs> it's not a dig on Dayton. I love it, Dayton. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so you know, uh, well, so like, I basically just leave a note for my mom and say, "Mom, um, over at Dayton's, be back whenever." 
<laughs> she, she trusted me. She knew I wasn't going to get in any trouble. Yeah. I was like, yeah, these kids aren't going to get drunk and go out driving. They're, They're nerds. Gonna... They're not going to do anything stupid. <laughs> They're going to read their Spider-Man comic books. <laughs> They're going to play Dungeons and Dragons for three days. <laughs> All right, so um, the safest place for my child. Pretty much, <laughs> I had a friend, Chris Karubel's mom, yeah. would say stuff to me. Would call up my mom, and would say, uh, "Juliet, um, yeah, uh, I know Chris is going out or whatever to do blah blah blah. Uh, is Miguel going to be there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, then I know that's going to be all right. Be okay. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's how lame I was. Mothers were like, "Yeah, we were it's eight. okay. He, they're not going to get into anything." You know, no one's sticking anything into apple pies. No. Yeah, exactly. Nothing no. like that. We, didn't, we weren't that. We weren't that high in high school. I don't know. I don't know why. Like we just we were, a, and we were a weird we group too. We were just because no like you and Sam had been on the football. <laughs> yeah, we were diverse. <laughs> yeah, very diverse. Yeah. You know, we had everyone had their little thing. Yeah. You know, Dayton had his musical thing. He yeah. got into like you know last few years in high school it was like all in his guitar yeah you know uh you you drew, you drew yeah you were an art guy and then that's i was the, i was the president of the art honor society holy crap that's look at this guy honored to have you here <laughs> and uh and you're, you're, you're glad you booted kanye now yeah. aren't you? <laughs> exactly. He doesn't have a art honor size. Come on, man. Kanye. You know, He's on. got nothing. Draw me a Boba Fett. If you can do that, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But you and Matt had that as well because Matt also yeah, Matt. artists. Yep. You know what I mean? I, if anyone was the really odd man out, it was me because I didn't... <laughs> well, I didn't see, I, 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 we were diverse in that sense, but what we all shared was the love of pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. And all, and all Except things. Except for Sam. Sam was just a weirdo. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, yeah. But that's why he fit. Because yeah, yeah. He was so, weirdo. so Sam wanted to remind me of this. So we have this party. All right, get, get to it's the It's like story. a three-day party, get right? Whatever. Story. And so the payoff it, is worth it. It's it, it really, it really is. <laughs> I guarantee you've never heard a punchline like this ever. So we're 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 doing our thing, whatever. And we're playing cards. We're playing we're drinking cards, Mountain Dew. Drinking Mountain Dew. Eating our eating our crap. Yeah, I wish God, I wish I knew the rules. I don't know. So eventually. Now, we had one rule for these parties. No girls were allowed. That is the level of absolute nerdiness that we were. It's two, three days. Because it was they were a distraction to the Mountain Dew-fueled card fest. Exactly. All right? Where Star Wars is in a constant loop right? in the background. So we had our own nerdy group of guys. There was a, a fellow-associated nerdy group of females. When they found wind that they were not allowed, they decided to show up anyway. It's a he-man woman's hater club. Hey, exactly. Right. It's pretty right. much what it was. It's right. pretty much with what the, it was. With Kudos. The, yeah. Kudos. Very nice. <laughs> so, so we're downstairs playing cards. They show up. We're like, ah, get out of here. No girls allowed. Blah, 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 blah. So they decide to raid my friend Dayton's house. Now, well, the other thing we have to... Is how meek these girls were. They weren't like party animal type. No, girls. that's what I said. They were. Like, they, they were. They, they, they were they the were female the, version yeah. of our crew. And they were. They the, were. You would never imagine in a million years. You should find that crew and bring them on. <laughs> <laughs> bring them on. I, uh, I, they still might not know the punchline. <laughs> oh, I think they do. I think they did. If I remember, I think Andrea Murphy did. She like. What was that? Oh my no, god! Stop! You're gonna, you're gonna kill it. <laughs> so yo, you All tell right. it. Tell okay. it. You tell Jeremy. Tell, tell, right. tell it. Tell it. Tell it. So they show up. We, you know, get out. Leave us alone. We're cool and doing our thing. So they decide to raid Dayton's house, and I, they took all kinds of stuff, and they did all kinds of stupid stuff. They took the cheese whiz. They took the cheese we, whiz. Someone had. They, someone block, needed cheese whiz. Block Velveeta. Nice. They went into his bathroom and took a bar of soap. <laughs> went into my car, a 1984 Renault Alliance. It had all. It was all vinyl seats and vinyl steering wheel. They soaped my seats. Oh, 
oh, my steering wheel and my dashboard in the what? entire car. So I get in the car, I couldn't turn the steering wheel because it's soaked. I couldn't turn it. So we got, you know. And then there was cheese whiz on guys. Yeah, right? They tried. They, they attempted murder. There you go. <laughs> I'm justified. <laughs> I'm justified. There's cheese so, whiz over guys. Of the, 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 oh, the, my God. The Wind, windows. Windshields, hoods. They every, really did a number. Huh? Oh, they did a number because all our cars were parked there and we just didn't, you know. And we didn't know because they showed up and then they left. That was the thing is they yeah. showed up and they were kind of like, whatever. I was like, and I thought at the time I was the only guy that didn't have a girl. And I was like. I was like, oh, they never show up to these things. Yeah. And suddenly out of the blue, whatever. And then, you know, maybe part of me was like, was also sad that they went because I was like, oh, I was hoping that maybe one of them would stick around. Maybe they brought a girl or something. Like <laughs> Help Miguel out here. No, we were uh, way too nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was. not. It was not going to happen. I was. I was. So continue. It was not going to happen. Continue. Continue, Jeremy. So rightfully so, we get angry because they, you know. It's had... like out of the blue, we're like, everyone's, I don't know who it was, but someone's like, what the hell's going Was it you? Did you discover it? Was it you to discover? I think it was Matt who discovered that the Velveeta was missing because he wanted to make mac and cheese. Right, right, right. And oh, then it was man. a little bit out of time. We discovered that more things were you missing. Never with the so then it was like, well, where'd this cheese. stuff go? So somebody went out to a car <laughs> and saw that there was like Velveeta cheese all over the car. So it came in and said, oh my God, what's going on? So we all went out and checked our cars. And that's when we all checked our cars and all this stuff happened to all our cars. So it was like, well, this just isn't... This means war. This means war. That's what it comes down to. It means war. So I, we proceeded to go back inside. I think Matt made, found something else to make mac and cheese. Sam made something. Baked beans or something. Right. I, I, for, I forget what it was. It sounds like there was smoking at this part. I, I wish. It <laughs> would have been, it been so we much were, more fun. We this were was stone even, cold sober. We were not, that didn't even happen. We didn't do things. anything. We, that, we, Ed doesn't believe how much of a straight edge I We were the dorkiest kids kid. ever. Yeah. Like, and, and not even kids. We were like late teens. Dorky. Yeah. It yeah. was unbelievable. We were getting ready to graduate. We were. It was unbelievable. So that's when the plan was hatched, right? Well, the plan was just hatched to take all the stuff that we cooked, that, they, that we took, and go get their cars <laughs> and go find them. And I didn't have anything because I didn't, you know, I didn't cook anything. So I didn't know what to do. So we went, so we went to the girl's house and you already said her name. I, I, I won't speak her name just because you, you ripped her brakes. No, no, <laughs> that, that would, that would be real attempted murder. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, <laughs> so, you know, that's all. The only car we could find was the one car and it wasn't even the one she drove all the time. It was like just the like one her that's mom's car. Yeah. Something like it was and like this the is the car. meekest, you, you're the sad part oh is, my God. we know that she was probably forced. That, this wasn't her idea. I refuse to believe because she was the kind no, of No, I'm pretty sure it was her idea. You think it was her idea? I, I think, I th she th I think so... it was I think it was all of them together. I'm just going to use the name, not your full name, but we used to call her. We used to call her Murph. Yeah. And I just, Murph was the meekest thing alive. Charlie Murphy. No. I know, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, you think that shit was her? No, that, I, you, you just, I was you, friends with her. I knew her. You just so, put I mean, Barbara from, from, uh, from Stranger Things in my head. That's, that's what <laughs> I have in my head right now. A thinner version of smaller of, yeah smaller smaller yeah. like like <laughs> five oh, five yeah. foot tall 100 pounds oh no no oh no no she, oh, she, she was like meek in every oh, sense okay, of the right. word but the, she like, there's always one there's total always brainy one. but she was she was you know okay like small so, she was nice so, right. you found, so. so you find murph's car yeah so we find so so we're driving around we can't find them the whole group so we've i know where andrew i know where she lives because she lives semi-close to where i where i lived so we went to her house and there's the car. So we get out and Sam's got, you know, the, the you know, mac and cheese and barbecue and pork and beans. So like they and they vandalized like three, four cars, but all of you vandalized one car. It was mainly me and Sam did the bulk <laughs> of the heavy lifting on this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bulk 
I'm, Tell them what you I'm, did, I mean, Jeremy. We, we, and I mean, that's we, we smeared everything all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but tell them what headphones. Tell okay. them, tell them what you did. I climbed up on the roof of the vehicle, on the oh, driver's oh, side, oh, and I oh. shat on the roof. <laughs> oh. When I did. Sam is peed on the car, and a land and is he's sticking his finger down his throat to throw up on the hood. Whoa, that's commitment. <laughs> it was like it was dedicated. And I if it. I remember I correctly, I, if I remember correctly, by bringing the food, you meant the digested food. It was a whole thing where she re- honestly, it took her a while to realize what that was. Oh. She thought it was dog. Yeah, she was like, "It's dog poo," and I was she like, thought, "Somebody put dog crap on the roof of my car." <laughs> <laughs> And we, all, we all had a good laugh, and nobody said anything to her. Oh. All hail the king! All hail the king, ladies and gentlemen! <laughs> My the, liege! That was 25 years, years ago. ago. You Did the crime me. fit the punishment? <laughs> Did the crime fit the punishment? Well, they just—we had to show them that matter. they no. We had to show them that they couldn't mess with us like that. Like they thought they were being so cool. Yeah, they were being clever by taking like, Dayton's oh, own see, things. Oh, see, we went to the party and we did this thing. Ah, we're so. It was like, I got all right, back. you're 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 girls. We're boys. This you is have no uh, idea the this is slowly turning into a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> you know, this gets on the internets, and then like next thing you know, we're being interrogated. I'm sure the say, if this story goes viral, I'm getting something out. Of it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh, God. Cheese. Yeah, we should get cheese whiz. We should get some... I like, mean, it would, It was It was bad. It was bad. Like I said, I'm not proud of it, but yeah, I did it. You're proud of it. You own, as you said, I did you, it. you own that shit. I do own it. I, I own, own that it. shit. Literally. Literally. <laughs> I own that shit. So, uh... So, oh my God, that was great. Okay, so I'm glad I got that See, on. See, now my wife's going to listen and she's going to call me an idiot. She's like, God, you're such an idiot. <laughs> I'm so happy we got that recorded. <laughs> um, yeah, right. That's that's the first time ever. That's it's, that's on, now, it's, it's never going it's away. It's in the archives. Oh. It's uh, gonna be on the internet. So it's there. The internet, it's there forever. Yeah. It's never going away. Oh, that, uh, that story has only ever been passed down person to person yeah. for 25 years. And you know, and now, now yeah, it's recorded. Now it's for for posterity. It belongs uh, to the ages. Uh, hey, Jeremy, 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 you know, when I try to run for president when I'm 60. I'm gonna get asked about that. Wait, what's the name of this girl? <laughs> what's the name of this girl? Murph. Murph. Married now, probably with like seven kids or something. I don't. She seemed the type. She's probably a professor at Harvard or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, you must not really like this girl. I had a crush on her. She's like she's short, fat. No, dude. I, I, had a, I had a crush on her, and she she had a she and Sam. That was a whole thing, right? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was one of those things where it was like she it was just. I think in her mind she was like Sam's the smartest person I ever know. Well, I'm guess smart. who I got? We on should the have line. kids in Spawn. <laughs> 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 we should have kids in Spawn. Yeah. And like it was like I got Sam Ventures was like welcome ah. to confront your ex. Uh. Uh, so anyway, I'm glad we got all that out of the way. It's a story I've always, uh, I've always loved. Like I said, I told the story the last time about his uh, butt slide. Uh, you know, he's having butt slide. And it's a good way to begin the show here, loosen up here. Lots of, lots of stories. We're going to uh, g- uh, shift now to uh, something again. Before we get into the conversation with Jeremy, um, there are two issues that are uh, fairly serious that we want to just give a little bit of time to here. Um, I have one, and then uh, Ed has one. Uh, I just want to uh, just raise some, raise some awareness um, to the public out there. I'm Puerto Rican. Um, my father was born in, um, in Arecibo in Puerto Rico. And, uh, as anyone knows, last year we were hit by, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, uh, the island was hit by uh, Hurricane Maria. And, 
terrible devastation all over. And recent in the recent days, we have had a report that basically says that the uh, the casualties uh, due to Maria were uh, far worse than any official estimates. This is from Harvard, and we're talking about close to uh, five thousand people um, dead due to the effects of the of the hurricane, either through the uh, initial storm hitting or in the days afterwards. Uh, where, you know, lack of services and, uh, you know, disease and other things that, you know, cause a lot more casualties. Now, close to 5,000 people. I just want to remind anyone who's listening that every Puerto Rican in the world, anyone who calls themselves Puerto Rican, whether they were born there or they were born here in the mainland, all of them are American citizens. Puerto Ricans have been American citizens since 1903 and the end of the Spanish-American War. Puerto Ricans have roots in this country that are deeper than maybe some other groups that came afterwards, technically speaking. Yeah. Um, uh, now, the island itself had issues before the storm um, that play into this, obviously. But I just want you to wrap your heads around this outside, people. Um, here I am in New York. It is a three-hour flight from New York City to Puerto Rico. I want you to think wherever you are right now, I don't know if you're in Des Moines, if you're in Seattle, if you're in Colorado, and I want you to think about any other place that is a three-hour flight from you, and imagine that 5,000 of your fellow citizens have, have perished from some natural disaster and its after effects. Um, this would be a huge story. It would be a daily thing. And yet, the nature of our media, the nature of what's happening in the world right now, it's a blip. We are buffeted all the time with new information, new outrages, new things that are in the news every day. And I have a feeling that even with this report coming out that says close to 5,000 people are dead, that, you when, know... When did that report come out? Uh, maybe about two weeks back. Maybe about two <clears throat> yeah, weeks back. They did the Puerto Rican Day right Parade. Right now is the first I'd heard of it. Uh, uh, the Puerto Rican Day Parade actually was on <laughs> Sunday. And uh, uh, the... Uh, there was a protest there. People laid down, uh, you know, uh, uh, during the parade at one point. Um, and again, it's something to wrap our heads around. You have 5,000 Americans, or close 5,000 Americans dead. Um, and the efforts in the cleanup afterwards are not going as smoothly as they could. And because of that, I would just like to uh, uh, once again bring up that there are a bunch of charities and funds that are out there that are doing work in Puerto Rico. And so um, I'm just going to give out the names. Anyone can uh, look them up online for their their addresses. Uh, so um, these are uh, this is a list I got from Business Insider. Um, and one of the things uh, is they're, they're talking about how these are charities that have a very high rate of using their money, that it's not just... Doing the right thing. Yeah, that it's not just the overhead, that you're not just sending money. Because money is the best, is the first and best thing most people say you can do in these situations. A lot of people want to send um, material uh, gifts or, or anything like that, but the truth is sending things to things like the Red Cross or so on and so forth there actually is, is more effective in the long run since they're people on the ground. They're the ones who are going to know where to target and everything else. So uh, to that end, you have uh, the very... the. Uh, uh, Fondos Unidos de Puerto Rico, F O N D O S U I U N I D O S D E Puerto Rico, uh, which is working hand in uh, hand with the uh, 
uh, the first, uh, um, the Red Cross. Uh, you, uh, you have, uh, Compremetidos, C-O-N-P-R-M-E-T-I-D-O-S. Uh, you have the Friends of Puerto Rico, which is a charity based in, uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, the Center for Popular uh, Democracy, which is located right here in uh, Brooklyn, uh, New York. The Food Bank of Puerto Rico, Banco de Almietentos of Puerto Rico. I probably screwed that word up uh, amazingly because I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and uh, Feeding America, which is a Chicago-based uh, uh, program, a uh, food pantry, uh, and you'd be surprised how many PRs are in Chicago. So uh, I just wanted to I uh, uh, I just wanted to get that oh and uh, Habitat of Humanity for Puerto Rico which is obviously uh, uh, former President Jimmy Carter's uh, organization. Uh, please understand that uh, as I said these these aren't a separate people. Um, the Puerto Rican experience in America is strangely kind of both the immigrant experience because I can tell you personally from my father. Um, where he came from, he came from a, a, a place where all, yeah. he, all he spoke was another language. He came here when he was nine. My father learned how to speak English through comic books, Jeremy. Nice. You know, from, yeah, he would, he, what he would always just say was, I loved, uh, yeah, it's gotta be a unique experience because I mean, you are an American citizen, but you're still, yeah, somewhat also an other. Yeah. It's a, a and Miguel, uh, have you read Asterix to Gaul? <laughs> Actually, what my dad loved, Valiant. My, what my dad stuff. loved about uh, the uh, the Marvel comics and stuff and and DC comics that he read as a kid was he was just say, oh yeah, and you know my dad he didn't have an a, you know by the time he didn't have an accent. No, he could speak. He was a toity toy street kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. But what he loved, he's like, oh man, I used to love those comic books. You know why? So he had a lot of five dollar words. <laughs> That's what he would say, because they would have the scientific terms or everything where they talk yeah. about history, yeah. and he would be like, I don't know what that is. I have to look it up. Go look it up. Daddy. And how to pronounce it the right way, whatever. And that he loved that. He loved that, that you would you would be able to well, get Well, that's good for him that he yeah. actually went that, to, did that effort one. Yeah, that's... yeah. He, and, he, and he really credited with that was because he was like nine when he came. Wow. So like he had to learn English. and That's what else. I'm always asking my kids. Oh really? I say a word and be like, you know what that means? Uh, no. I'm like, all right, go look it up. Go look it up. Google that crap. Well, can't you just tell me? No. No. <laughs> go look it up. Do some. Put some effort in there, kid. I have a dictionary that's that giant. <laughs> go look it up. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just, I just wanted to just to point that out that, um, you know, your fellow citizens, they are your fellow citizens, um, uh, need some help. Now, Ed, uh, I cede the floor to you because you, uh, you have something and. Uh, this also pertains to something personal for you as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> uh, by the way, the uh, Puerto Rican parade is over there, Miguel. <laughs> All oh, right, wait, wait, wait. Can, to... May I? May I? Please. So he, it's a joke, but he, yeah, it's he not sends a joke. me a text. Miguel sends me a text the other day. Because and... no, wait. I wake up. <laughs> I work overnight, so I wake up and I just want to go down the block on Fifth Avenue where I live in Sunset Park to get yeah. something to eat. Right. I go down, I'm walking down the block, and boom. Police barriers, people on the streets, and I'm like, "All right, it's the Puerto Rican Day Parade," and I just did this whole spiel about being Mr. Puerto Rico here, and I was like, "I because of my because of my my job, you know, I work overnights. Days blur for me. Yeah. So like, I didn't even like today. Today is the 12th of June, (laughs) and the Puerto Rican Parade was just several days ago. Yeah. Here, here in Brooklyn, uh, uh, Sunset Park, Brooklyn. And it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. It's an old, uh, very Hispanic Latino neighborhood. Latino neighborhood. I said you see, you like the way I pronounce it. I like right? the way so, you pronounce it. And um, and he, uh, I get a text from this guy, and he's like, "Now, 
is, is there a Puerto Rican Day Parade? I immediately call you. I go, well, that's some really, like, strange stuff going on when you're asking me, an Asian, <laughs> where the, you know, if there's a Puerto Rican Day Parade going on. <laughs> As if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to blame it on working the night shift. <laughs> now, I don't know whether it's because, I, I know for those of you who don't know, um, I've grown up around Latinos and, and Hispanics most of my life. John will tell you the church where we where we both spent a big part of our lives. Uh, I was raised partly by like five Puerto Rican church ladies, you know, and they and they taught me the culture and and and, and the cooking. Which, by the way, we didn't get to get into the cooking part later. And uh, so, and I remember meeting your grandmother for the first time. And you know, I try my very best. Like you know, like it it is a struggle for me to speak. Spanish sometimes, right? But but he speaks it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I, know a couple I said, why, why, why doesn't he speak? Because he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, uh, my grandmother sends Ed Father's Day cards. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, I got one. I, actually, I was on the phone with That's you. That's awesome. And just as I was on the phone, I was like, oh look, I just got a, a card from Julie Godoy. Let's see what it says. <laughs> Oh, you know, and it's it's a Father's Day card, and and which, by the way, I do have to I do have to uh, thank Grandma later yes, for that. Yes, we thank her. So. You can thank her. He's thanking her right now. She, she, I make sure that they listen to the show. So, um, so yes, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but uh, in, in terms of the food thing, in terms of food thing, so um, you know, uh, and, and again, the death you, of you, Anthony you Bourdain, that, uh, the the death yeah. of Anthony Bourdain has yeah. been all over, um, uh, all over the internet and social media, and this just happens what like a week ago i believe yeah uh, just about yeah so um the reports came in that you know uh, it was probably suicide mm. um and i'm still at this point where i don't know how to feel and here here's a very good reason um someone very close to me just passed away and uh it, like it's been really it's put me in a very uh, the kind of mood where you know I don't know how I don't want to feel sadness but at the same time I want to be able to to I, like I I want to be able to mourn mourn the loss of my friend in my own way and here this happens uh, aside from I mean and this just ha this happens uh, several days after the reports that uh, fashion designer Kate Spade she also took her she, life, yeah, yeah she took her own life. Um, and then Anthony Bourdain, and and I'm still out of shock. And Bourdain had been like had become like a part of your life, right? And here, and here's as, and as here, a, as a single father, as here's the explanation. Yeah. Like um, I, 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 you know, my wife and I, uh, we had discussed about five years ago. Um, my son is has has some special needs, and I decided to um, to stay at home, be a, a stay at home dad. And uh, some of the things that I did as a stay-at-home dad was, hey, you know, and here, here's this guy telling me, you've got to check out the Doctor Who. And I binged on all the Doctor Who and um, all the stuff that was streaming that was out there. And, and Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown, uh, and even um, the stuff from his earlier years. Yeah. I went through him many times over. And so the Gospel of Bourdain was just constantly... It was always and ubiquitous at home. Yeah, and, and, and my and wife I say Ed really does live that because uh, Jeremy, this mother effort can. <laughs> yeah, he can. Well, he can throw like and just like 
Nice. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Like, you don't even think. It's like, yeah, now, now, take a little pork here. Let, little let, let, me, let, me, let me just think. I, I forgot what was it that you were, um, um, oh, it was, um, you meant um, your friend Matt. Matt, who's been on the show, um, he had a death in the family, right? So, mm. and you just learned about it. You came over and uh, just out of nowhere, you popped out. You, you just popped out. I was, I was doing homework with Clark. And you stayed, you ended up staying for dinner. After the meal was done, you gave me a big bear hug. All you needed was a little bit of... Uh, of, of a kind ear and a little nice meal. TLC, which is exactly what the Gospel of Bourdain, what he preaches, is that you can be from another culture. It doesn't, you, can be, you can be from a culture of, of an opposing culture. And all it takes is for a simple meal. That's all it takes. For everyone to, to, to be on the same um, the same level, same playing field, you don't necessarily have to see eye to eye. Now, this is a guy, like, there's an episode out there, guys, if you haven't seen it, where he hangs out with Ted Nugent. <laughs> right. And, and they're shooting, they're shooting opposing, guns. Opposing, uh, you know, philosophies. Right. Look at the world, but food is the commonality. Uh, my wife, um, she works for a book company uh, out here in the city, um, and it's also um, nationwide. Um, she, uh, culinary culture is her thing. She has a huge culinary cult, a, a huge library of culinary arts, cookbooks, antique cookbooks. And one of her first, um, so does she cook? No, she doesn't. That's the weird, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's your iron part. She does not cook. Um, so do you read the books and then cook? Or are you just kind of like, <laughs> like a fly by the seat of your pants kind of? Well, it's good. funny that you should mention because um, uh, now Anthony Bourdain, he started his career um, aside from just being a chef, uh, having a start, his humble beginnings from Provincetown and then just becoming a huge um, uh, chef at uh, here in the city. Um and his career took off because he wrote this one book called uh, um, um, No Reservations. Wait, uh, not No Reservations. Um, oh, geez, it's escaping me right now. You know, um, I'm, I'm just on the spot. Well, whatever the case is, the book that his first book that he wrote. Um, Rocketed to a public. He became a public figure. My wife, Jennifer, she um, she met him. And got and got a signed copy of the book. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, and it's one of those rare, like, sort of, uh, sort of items that we have at home, aside from the Hugh Jackman card Kitchen that you, that you gave me. Kitchen Confidential, right? Right. right. right, right. And uh, Kitchen Confidential, which uh, basically, um, it's just a memoir of his time, just really giving you an idea, an exposition of what, what. Um, uh, what the restaurant business is mm -hmm. in America, you know, and uh, and at the end of the day, like his gospel is, the guys who are in the back, the line cooks, the Ecuadorians, the the, <laughs> the Hispanics, the Latin guys, those guys that you never see, they're the heroes of the restaurant industry. You can in have America. your Mario Batali's and all the rest, right. and the Gordon. No, Ramsay, you don't have to have your Mario Batali's. No, right, 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 but I'm saying you can have <laughs> not, those people. Not the same age. But who is making? Who's right. actually doing the preparation? Right. Who's who's you know yeah, cutting and and scraping and doing all the rest to make those meals what they are? Right. So like you know here I am you know I've uh, spent years. Walks of life though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just catching up on and, and whenever there was a new episode, I I caught it on the fly. And uh, the one then particular episode that really stands out is my wife. Uh, she's she's Filipino via um, via from a Chinese background. Uh, her family she's second generation um, Filipino, uh, 
raised, uh, born in Quezon City, raised in Manila. And uh, Bourdain has this one episode where he spends time in, in the Philippines. By the end of the episode, I want I literally wanted to cry out my brains because it was one of those things where the the honor that he pays to a culture that is not his own mm-hmm. simply because of the food that they make and the idea that you come into someone's household we're we're gonna we're gonna feed you mm-hmm. that's the whole idea and um, and that really uh, really hit me very hard so. I'm at a point where I, I still don't know how to take this. Um, and, and I am really trying very hard to, to, to avoid social media, especially some of the, the kind of the ridiculous, I'm, I'm going to say it straight out. The most Rose McGowan, she, you know, who's a friend of, uh, Asia Argento, who's, who's, uh, who, who's dating Anthony Bourdain at the time. Um, Whatever, there's just stuff out there that just really don't have to get in. Get, get but, into. but again, but, it was affecting to you because you know there's something as simple as a meal, but then he put he put it he made it very personal, but also very educational. You know, in the context of saying, where does this food come from? Why is it prepared like this? Why are these the ingredients? What what is you know you you can tell a lot of a of a people. Through that, I mean, uh, and uh, it's not a political thing either. It's the oh, is I it? Is just that Jonathan's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> is it a bat? Is it Batman? Right? Was, yeah, he's worn it before. That's I've never seen it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That's an awesome. Shirt. I, oh, great. Go ahead. Continue, <laughs> continue with your story. But yeah, you know that that the, the, the wider context of like um, one of my favorite another another celebrity mm-hmm. chef is uh, Gordon Ramsay. And uh, I will always say that I really dislike Gordon Ramsay's contest shows where he yells at people. But um, shows where he goes around the world and exposes us to other, um, you know, other cuisines. Uh, and he similarly will do that. I remember one of the biggest ones was, I think it was either Indonesia or Malaysia. And he goes into the jungles of there and, you know, the, how they're roasting spiders. And they're like, well, why are you all roasting spiders for? And it was in the wider context of the cultures. Like, well, during, you know, uh, communist takeover or whatever, they, you know, just like the Khmer Rouge or whatever, they, ah, everyone's got to go back to the land, you know, get, get the city dwellers out. So great famine and people didn't have anything to eat. They're in the jungle. They're big spiders. Well, guess what? You're going to have to find some way to make those spiders edible edible, and, and you know, yeah. something. And so you get from something like that is the history of a people. The food is the history of the people. And it's not so much like, you know, I you have it. your Andrew Zimmerns who will eat nasty, like really stuff. I forget the name of the show because I don't have cable, right? right. You know, but I watch it in other ways. And um, uh, where you got the Bear Grylls that are like, you know, it's like a... Yakhead. Brian and Jared for three days. going to have to squeeze out the, 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 the water from this... Elephant dung, <laughs> you know, and, and it's like no, it's none of that. It's it's basically he would be invited into the homes of, of a little more um, civilized food, yeah, of, of the of this of the citizens of of the places that he goes to, you know, and and they would fix him a meal, and more more than often, like it'd be like there's a grandmother in the kitchen, right? Yes, right, and he would say, like, I don't care what anyone's anyone says, this is a quality meal. By comparison to whatever a five is five star restaurant, a Michelin star restaurant, whatever. Yeah. So, um, but he's a hero to me 
because he's a cultural ambassador. And I didn't coin a phrase. You know, this is something that I got off of social media. Um, and he's very much of that champion of let's understand what the other guys uh, is, is, is doing, mm. you know, um, and maybe it would be a better world right. because of that. And it can um, just start as simple as, as simple down. as a meal. And um, now, and I know that um, he takes a lot of flack because he's a card carrying carni- a carnivore. Right, yeah, a yeah, liberal, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a libertarian, actually, really, very, very, and very outspoken. Who's a guy mm-hmm. who didn't he let you know? Yeah, right. Which, you know, but again, having... kudos, kudos to him because yes, he had a point of view. Yes, he had things that he believed in passionately. But like you said, his philosophy of well, but that doesn't mean we have to be in opposition always. Well, it's mm-hmm. respect, right? That's yeah, all it is. Right. It's respect. I can, we, I can have different viewpoints, but just respect mine. I'll respect yours. And he's all, he's yeah, always yeah, about the all. conversation. The conversation is always there, which we're going to get into later, you know. Well, but he, he'll also get flack because uh, he had a six dollar meal with uh, with Obama, you know. And like, <laughs> well, you know, which I w- I will just say this much in my disagreement with former President Obama, because him and Bourdain sit down, they have this, and he goes, "Actually, is it ever acceptable?" To put ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> and Obama, a Chicago guy, he was like, not over the age of like nine. <laughs> <laughs> and as a New York, and you know what, that's actually, that's a something from, uh, I remember from uh, the original Dirty Harry. Uh, Clint Eastwood says that also in a movie where that, that's in San Francisco. And they're just like, you know, how, do, how dare you put ketchup on a, on a hot dog? And I can I just say as a New Yorker? <laughs> Yeah, you put ketchup or mustard on a hot dog. It's not a big deal. Mustard. You're just a mustard, mustard guy. You think a mustard is the only thing? No ketchup. Uh, really? I don't. Need, I don't eat ketchup on anything. What? Nothing. No, I, don't, I don't. I'm not a fan of ketchup. ketchup? Uh. But that's a taste. That that's a taste. Are you? Issue. But it's, are you? It's, a, it's... Are you a fan of ketchup? Well, I, I I am not a fan of pureed tomatoes in any form. In Wait, so you don't eat like uh, no, spaghetti sauce or anything, you know? Red sauce and and like spaghettis and lasagnas and things reacts with uh, my intestines. Oh, okay. And oh, causes it's nasty acidic. reactions. Right, 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 right. It's the, like the acid in it. So unless somebody actually knows what they're doing and can right, cut the right. can cut it down a little bit, I I tend to stay away from it. Uh, right. I hear you. I hear. Well, but, you know, I mean, and so. Um, yeah, I, here I and, am. And, and, I, I still, and, and I still question don't... about um, um, you know the fact. You know the other part about, it, of course, is the fact that he did take his life. And like you said, we have a couple of things in the, in the media. Um, you know, um, uh, Kate Spade, and these are two people, well known, respected, who, by any stretch of the imagination, people would say, you know, looking outside. Mm-hmm. That they had a oh you know the happy life. There's they, Chris Cornell too last year. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 A perfect example. Another perfect example. And where... this and that was a guy who's you know who's frequently cited suicide in his music mm. and who was you know not on drugs and was you know a literal voice of a generation. Uh, yeah. One and one truly one of the great yeah. voices you know, out of that whole out of the know, out of that whole '90s scene. Like he was. You know, one of the biggest. I was just the listening biggest. the other day too. Uh, and I, and I, I remember when I when I heard the news that he died, I was well. We had we had I Veterans Day what like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Veterans Day. So like you know, a friend of mine, in social media puts out. Well, you know, everyone's making big fuss about you know one guy who who, who who's killing himself. Meanwhile, they are veterans. I'm like, All right, granted, you know. Um, well, by the way, this is uh, here's the National Suicide Prevention uh, Lifeline, one eight hundred two seven three. 8255 uh 1-800-273-8255 and we do um no i we do recognize that um uh, 
issues as depression and suicide. Those are um, those are very very deep issues. Personal personal they're, issues. They're, too, they're tailored, unfortunately, mm-hmm. to every person. Yeah. Uh, and there's no one size fits all. But you know, if someone out there is listening, and you know, please, you know, confer with your friends, find outside help. Um, you know, it's you're not alone in the world. And, you know, maybe taking the first step of saying, I think I have an issue. I think I have a problem. I think I have is is admitting that is then the first step towards, you know, recovering your life in mm-hmm. some way and recovering the quality of your life. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, we just wanted to get those, you know, talk about those those two issues uh, starting up. Uh, now, I'm going to ask that we don't do the usual like silence thing. No, 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 uh, no. Because because you know what? Because uh, Bourdain. Uh, was a very um, in, in terms of his aesthetics and what he loved. He loved hard rock and roll. Yeah, <laughs> you know he, the guy was a fan of like Speed the Ramones yeah. and oh. um, a Star Wars uh, cover band. Well, what's another what's another punk band and like death metal it out yeah oh yeah I, the guy I, I loved the sex pistols you know yeah, yeah. like <laughs> so, oh, so, uh, so, I blasted at work and people walk by. What are you listening to? That's Vader's March, death metal out. And they look at me like, "Oh my God, war, you're crazy." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's why you, you that's why we've got to have you and Matt battle it out because we got to have you know it's like we there can be only one token white guy. Uh, <laughs> we we we, we, go we Highlander with this. We we briefly paused, um, but uh, Miguel calls Jonathan the Magic Man, and I asked him if he knew the lyrics to Magic Man by Heart, <laughs> which he did. <laughs> And again, as I will always tell you, Ed, Leonard Skinner era heart when they were the hot rock chicks. Dude, I I don't know if you got my text the other day. Your 80s ballad, All I Want to Do is Make Love to You, heart. Lita Ford. Uh, Look, I... (laughs) Come on. Dude, I sent him a picture of uh, Ann Wilson. It was Ann was not Nancy, yeah, right? Yeah. The one who's married to to Cameron, right? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, look at this woman. You know, she would like play her. Uh, well, play, again, that music video and kick the at the golden, same time with the, the golden, the, you know, the gold being thrown into like the, the we mold, can't go on and she comes out as the golden woman and everything. Just away. But again, talking about voices, you know, we we were talking about Chris Cornell before. I mean, <laughs> distinctive. I mean, whoo, Lord. I mean, the Wilson sisters, you know. Um, I'm never, I wasn't a fan of the, the brown grunge sound. I just wasn't, even though I recognize yeah, the greatness me, that is Chris Cornell. Magic, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, uh, yeah, I was just listening to um, You Know My Name like the other day, the bomb, and I was just like, who? Um, Cornell, Cornell recorded uh, you Oh, know the, my the name bomb, for, right, right, for right. Casino right. Royale. Yeah. Which Dude, would... that is just like one of the greatest Bond songs, automatically, yeah, uh, and he and see, it's and, his voice. And it's like I, I, I know a lot of people that couldn't ever get into that grunge sound. It's like they all, it's like all I hear is well, screeching guitars and uh, smashing like, pumpkins, and which I, I which I recognize as as New York Times did did say when they broke up the last rock band on earth, and this is going back to yeah, whenever see, they broke I'd up, and they're back that. now, and I'm like, uh, you of... don't have you don't have a whether it's Darcy or or, 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 or Melissa Oftemar. As your base, um, there is no Smashing Pumpkins. Sorry, I know you guys are on tour. <laughs> well, that we are. Really uh, we uh, we're gets... we're warmed up here. I'd say pretty uh, pr- uh, 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 pretty good. Yeah, uh, we're we're talking right about all right sorts in. of 
And that's kind of what we wanted to bring the king of Star Wars here for. Mm, we can bounce everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out the, the, the big ones because <laughs> yeah, just, we didn't have Jeremy here to talk about Solo. Does Solo Wars like roll his tongue's tongue when he like speaks that Kashyyyk? When he speaks Wookiee? When he speaks Wookiee? Like, did he do that? I like, think so. Real, like, how do you? Uh, so, so Jer- <laughs> I think so. So Jeremy, um, you know. Which was impressive. Uh, yeah, I, I was literally at uh, online. Like, I'd, I'd like to the, the little the nuances in the movie where they just threw, I can talk a little where they just threw in all this stuff yes. that was like, well, well, how does Han know, understand him? Well, he you know learned a little bit, so that's it. Here's a throwaway line that just explains all of it for the first three movies. You know what I mean? It's like no, we don't have to go any deeper. That's it. It explained parsecs. It explained why he could do it in twelve, and nobody else did. It explains why when three. It explains why he used a, a measurement of distance and Rather not than, time. Right. It explained it. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> wait, wait, and my, my why, liege. why did why does the why does the Falcon have such a peculiar dialect? It's when three PO. Yeah, it's other. like all these little subtle things okay. that just fill. It's so like, why is it like this? We're this officially going to give you the floor, my liege. Okay. I'm already going. All right, you're you're going now. You liked it. I did. I loved it. I, right. It was a, it was a fun time. And it's funny because we left, and I knew I had to call you when we got we, we the five of us left, walked out of the theater, and my 11 year old's bouncing. He goes, Dad, that was so good. I feel like I could go talk on the phone for three hours about it now. And I was like, Oh my. <laughs> oh God. no, you said you're you have an 11 year old who yeah. has some words about it. Oh. That's and he, he I I, I would have brought him today, but he actually has, yeah yeah I know yeah he yeah. has actually has soccer tryouts tonight mm-hmm. for the the fall team, so we couldn't make it. But uh, but he 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 was yeah he, he was, was a, he loved it also it. all three of them loved it they all loved it it's, it was it was just a good, it was a good time it was all of it I yeah it. I, I that's the, the the movie is I I will always say I say yeah it's a trifle it's not the the grandest it's not Lord of the Rings Star Wars so, you well, it's know, not like that, that yeah it's not but the it didn't spectacle have to be. it didn't have to be that, and they weren't expecting it to be and you could tell that they weren't by how they did it and it was it was good. I don't understand the hate for it. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, it's a little. The only like, no, I said this to you. Oh yes, Jeremy. Has I do have. I do have one issue, and he didn't tell me. So I. I it's a revelation that right didn't, now. It just didn't make sense to me, and I understand. Okay, a train. Okay. Why a train? <laughs> Why a train? <laughs> Why cars? You're. It, well, see, the cars I can kind of get because it's a maybe it's a backwater planet and they're still burning fossil fuels and the technology hasn't reached there in the widespread use, okay? But then you go, all right, now we're flying around on the Outback. We're going to take the time to make this crazy roller coaster track <laughs> with this train that moves side to side and back and forth. It's held up by repulsors, right? The chasm is held up with repulsors. Why would you invest that amount of time and money <laughs> to ship this most valuable of thing on a train with no guards <laughs> held up by repulsors when you could land a shuttle directly where they make it and fly it to where it needs to go. It's Star Wars. Uh, which, by the way... I get... I get if they're going for the Western theme, what do you do with a Western and a heist movie? Well, you rob a train. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But it's I do. It's I get it. Fly, you know? But you're like, if I put five minutes and it of thought was just, into this, it, was a it starts su- in the back of your head. It yeah. was a super cool visual. The train great. was awesome. It was a great the, track, the effects with were the awesome. Carabine, the with the carabiners was, and, you know, the, whole thing and the was bolts. Great. I just... It was a train. <laughs> And now, here's my question. You said... For a tiny fraction of the cost it took you to make the track and build the train, you could have flown it right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, you said Margaret 
had come up with something that she... Well, that's what she said. She's like, look, it was because of a Western. Okay, you're right. She's, stop thinking about it. I said, I'm trying, but I... (laughs) Which, by the way, at this point, um, today's uh, the 11th of June um, with a budget of $250 million. Yeah, yeah, that's... Box office is 315.2. In U.S. In U.S. In well, US. I, that's is that global? That, that's, that's not global. That's in the U.S. There's no way that's global. That'd be way low for global, wouldn't it? No, no. Yeah, that's yeah, That's got to be just in the U.S. It's got to be the U.S. All right, uh, he's, he's googling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I so um, any other thoughts on? Because uh, again, really, that's what I want to get is, is um, uh, what were like your favorite parts? The what are the parts that you were like, uh, I that even maybe surprised you? It surprised me how he got his name. Okay, you thought that that see what's funny is that didn't surprise me. It kind of it surprised me because I, I don't know why it's one of those things I never really thought about. I just figured that was his last name. Mm. See, I always and then and then even when they and and it didn't really key on me until he said, "Well, what's your last name?" He's like, "I don't have a last name." I was like, "Oh, so you're like Cher, <laughs> <laughs> Madonna." Like, the, and that's, that's what domestic I and foreign, by the way. Domestic and yeah. foreign. That's okay. domestic and foreign. Domestic mm. and foreign. Yeah, three fifteen. In total? Wow. Holy crap. Holy crap. That is a... Uh, I, I bet if bad. they had used a shuttle of some sort <laughs> and be... not animated that train, they could have brought that budget, <laughs> that budget down, down by like $50 million. Well, we, we did talk to that the fact that, you know, because of the reshoots and, you know, putting, getting Ron, sure that Ron's name on the, on the bill, you know. So, like... They have to. It's double expenditure, right? Yeah, so. that's that. That is really what the the the, the issue. But uh, back to um. Yeah, so yeah. I always see. This is Lucas's world, right? We're dealing with a guy who names characters Luke Skywalker, and Darth Vader, which Darth Vader is literally just um uh, Dutch for I think Dark Father. Yeah. So Han Solo, I kind of was always, I kind of was, I I was like, hmm, for a long time, I was like, yeah, that's so on the nose. Luke Skywalker. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, what are we gonna, you know, are worrying? And I even when they announced I think Skywalker's it, I said, original name was like Star Killer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And he was a girl, right? And, and yeah. I always, I kind of thought I was like, you know, I think it would be interesting if we find out that he's Han Solo is not his real name. I li- I really thought that for many many years. I was like, what if that's not? What if it's something he? And lo and behold, we find <laughs> out it's like, yeah, last name is pretty much just just like when people arrive yeah. on Ellis Island. And it's like, what's your name? Yeah. Karamazov. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna call you Smith from now on. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I I like um I was there was that what well, another thing that surprised me was there's that little tidbit about his father. Yeah, yeah. We uh, I don't know. Did you did you listen to our last episode? Yeah, I did. All right. So you know, where he goes like, yeah, my dad used my to dad make, used to build these make things. these things, and you go like, oh my my ear. I was like, and then it's just a subtle drop, which I liked. A, a lot of things in the film were things where like. Well, you know... I'm glad you brought that up. Well, got, who's to say that completely... Josh Brolin in the next movie is like, what do you want, son? All right, see, <laughs> you know, see, now I'm going to... Uh, my or... two cents here is that it's a complete throwaway line. Mm-hmm. Don't ever have Han Solo's father show up in mm-hmm. any movies, mm-hmm. anything, anywhere, ever. Mm. Don't ever do anything. No Josh Brolin, no old Harrison <laughs> Ford, nothing. It's a complete throwaway <laughs> line. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just what, leave that and that's what leave about, it. What if it were Harrison Ford? That, that, okay. That's, that's, well, Harrison, explain, but why? Well, but, you know, like you said, like, you, don't, you don't have to have it, but it is a nice <laughs> bit of uh, of seasoning. It's a nice flavor because it says, well, this is why he may, he has such a connection to this shit. That's, yeah. That, and that, that's it doesn't it have to be anymore. alone. Right. Right there. To, I can see that's that. Why he ha- that's why he wants the Falcon from him. 
that he that's tap, why uh, it's when he meets ship. Lando and he sees the ship, he's like, "Oh my god, it's a it's a that's right because YT. my yeah. father made those ships. I want that ship. Right, it's mine. Right, I take have, it from me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think you need to ever do anything with his father ever again, other than that line. Okay, all right, I hear, I Just hear. Leave it, leave it be. All right, now, um, what did you think of the mall reveal? I loved the mall reveal. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was going to be Vader. When I sat there watching it, and, the, and what did your wife say? I think we both kind of we, <laughs> because the kid, the kid your wife is probably like us. my wife, and she's like, huh? The kid, the kid's sitting between us. No, so, Margaret knows her so, crap. So, oh, okay. Yeah, she all watches right. all of it with us. So we both lean forward because she's got Emmett sitting on her lap, and I and we the other two are sitting between. We both lean forward in the theater and look at each other. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like, how awesome was that? <laughs> so then, you know, after the movie, because she has all the questions. About the timeline and the time and the and the time frame that it takes place in, and we didn't we didn't know the exact time frame for the movie, mm-hmm. so we were trying to place it without actually knowing that it took place smack dab ten years in between New Hope and Sith. Mm. So it was it, for for us it was a matter of trying to figure out how it, everything fit together. It's like okay, Maul, all right, it's post because obviously post Clone Wars. We'd watched all of Rebels. Right. We knew that it took place after Revenge of the Sith, but we didn't know where it fit in there, so it was kind of like just trying to And I like I like figure that, it all out. I like that there's essentially now a 10-year period that you could play around with Maulin between the end we between where he is at the end of Solo. Oh yeah. And how he ends up on Malachor yeah. where Ezra found him in in Rebels. Yeah. So like that is a thread you could have in like other films. You could, you know, or or they could do they could do it in comics, or they could do it in books. I think or, introducing him in the movie, though, I think it would be a shame not to not to see that in. I honestly, I think that's one of those things that they threw in there to see what the reaction would. Like be. you said, you said you thought it was like Sam Jackson. It's Sam Jackson of, at the end of the first Iron Man. Yeah. We're gonna throw it in there because why not? <laughs> because we can. <laughs> well, why, why put Vader in there? Eh, we don't need Vader again. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What's what's something? Who else that, could we do? Well, Maul's around. Yeah, let's just throw him in there and see if it sticks. Right, yeah, a character if pe- that... If people like now, it... Now, I did say this in, in our last show that um, when they, if and when they do the sequel, um, there will be... I feel like there's going to be... You're going to be the father of the great, of the most powerful um, uh, Sith Lord in the whole galaxy. You think you know, that they have to? Someone should. Tell someone, there's going to be some sort of. There drop. should be some force thing where. See, I disagree. There has to be some prophet, I don't think, pro- I don't prophetic think drop. Only because, you know? uh, only because I, I, you can tell the audience that there can be a moment where Han leaves, and someone says, "You know, why, why, why did you? I, why did you let that guy live? He, if he, you know, the 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 powerful, he's important. He has to birth the whatever. But he shouldn't know. There shouldn't be. Someone shouldn't tell Han that. Um, I don't want to see anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. If they, if they don't don't reference anything that happens in in, a, after much. Jedi, don't reference anything that happens in the original trilogy. Don't make anything prophetic. Just make it make it stand on their own. Because that's. I, I mean, I can go both I, ways. The, really, the best way I can reference it is the is the, is the Dune books, right? Mm. Frank Abert wrote these first six mm. books. They were amazing books. So then he leaves all these notes after he dies in a vault, and his son finds them, and he gets with you know Kevin J. Anderson, and they write this prequel trilogy. That supposedly explains all this stuff. Sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> then they write these two posts, these two sequels. They supposedly button the whole story up and this whole whole final thing. But those two sequels all directly referenced all the crap from 
the previous mm. prequel trilogy that they wrote together and don't really reference a whole lot of the of the original's guts. Well, which, by the way, we had a conversation about the spice. Uh, from <laughs> yeah. from uh, yeah from Coruscant and like from from Kessel right yeah. from Kessel yeah I will kill him oh that's, that's a whole different a movie good, that's a good question that's a good question actually <laughs> as the king of Star Wars now I remember in the old EU um, one of the early and I think it was one of Kenvin J Anderson's like first like solo post the yeah. Thrawn trilogy is um they do a story where Han and Chewie crash land on Kessel and they get enslaved right yeah I kind of remember and that. they they get I into where that the being spice a really really bad one yeah they but but like they finally talk about what the spice is yeah. and what it does and like in at least in that book it was well the spice it is was very dune-esque they were like oh the spice gives you um uh telepathy that you take it and like for a short period for well it's in your yeah. system it's very dune-esque yeah you can, you can yeah, yeah yeah and you can you know it's like oh even if you're not a jedi you know the average yeah. person but it's a v- ultra rare substance. That's why that's what makes it so yeah. important, you know, in the universe. You know, now you know what? I don't. Did was it referred to as spice in Solo? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it was uh, it called was, spice? Was, well, that was always uh, a spice oh, smuggler oh, wait, from about the, the, the the stuff that they were going after. Is was it called different. spice? Yeah, I mean it's yeah, spice, but I no, 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 no. He's name. talking about the fuel that because they're going oh, for the fuel. The fuel. Yeah, and I'm and that's, that's uh, and right that's and that's different thing. The old EU always referred to it as the spice mines of Kessel. Right, the I th- spice think, mines of Kessel. I think that that stuff is different. I don't. But think... that was all EU stuff. Right. I don't remember an instance in official Star Wars canon mm-hmm. where it's referred to as the mum- spice mines. No, no. Well, it's three PO. Three PO says we'll be sent to the spice mines of Kessel, and smashed into who knows what. That's right. <laughs> That's and right. So, um, uh, and I think the spice is a different than from whatever this fuel stuff is. I think now which that was that was another tiny little thing that that yes, yeah, like oh, they caught me like so. Kessel is the only planet, yeah, in the entire Star Wars universe that is producing the fuel that produces for Star Wars the fuel, spaceship fuel. Seems a little iffy. <laughs> Seems a little iffy to me. Really? Seems a little iffy. You know? What do they need? Like one teardrop to last them a whole year of this stuff? Well, they showed that it was like that little bit like... Yeah, but that was that was specifically in the Falcon and they right. stated that the engines can't handle a full load of it. So right, right. I'm going to... That's... I'm going to discard that. Right. But it's just one planet? <laughs> it is... One planet? It's a little hinky. It's a little hinky. One planet. And, and also it gets into the whole thing of, of how... I've never been into Star Wars for the techno babble. Yeah. Like, I always think it's always beside the point. Because it's science fantasy. Yeah. That's Star like Trek it's... is science fiction. Yeah. There's I don't a whole need... lot of techno babble that's loosely based in physical theory. Coaxium. The coaxium, right. right the coaxium. Right. So it's like this sort of thing where it's like, suddenly we're getting into... But Star Wars is fantasy. Like, like know, space we're wizards. Getting into, and... We're getting into Geordi LaForge territory of, you know, <laughs> hey, we got to jettison the warp core yeah, because the matter, anti-matter thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Air fram filters. Um, uh... Any um anything else is sticking out about uh, 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 the movie that um um you want to praise or put down or or what have you? The Mandalorian armor in Dryden's little trophy room. Oh, oh. oh wait, and wait, the other thing you were telling me and about. And the other one that I told you about. Yeah. So get this Ed. Did get they, this Ed. Yeah, I, they, Ed doesn't I don't think Ed knows this, right? Uh, there was a picture of it because I I read the I read the article and then they showed a picture and I was like, "Holy Oh, you crap. mean one of the display cases How? is Mandalorian or the Mandalorian armor?" Right. Yeah. But Along, along with that, the, the sword. No, Ed. There's a Sith holocron. 
up there. Hmm. The uh? Sith, Sith holocron. A Sith holocron. Not a Jedi. Not a cube. Jedi wait. one. Are we are we certain about this? The pyramid shaped Sith holocron. Looks exactly really? like the, the one red from, from Rebels. Rebels. The picture. The red it one. looks. It looks like the case that the one in Rebels was in before. Why would they even have? Why would Dryden Voss even have one of them? Why not? Are you saying? <laughs> why not? Because now you have the perfect lead in for Maul. Because now Maul, maybe Maul doesn't know Dryden has it. Uh, uh, Okay. That's the MacGuffin. Kira you... takes the ship to Maul. Maul, what the how the hell do you got that? <laughs> he I've starts tinkering around with it. That's how he winds up on Malachor. Yeah, Malachor exactly. Exactly. Whatever M planet. That yeah, exactly. Is. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say maybe he ends up being Snoke. Uh, that's one of those. That's one of those theories that see. I don't. I just don't know. And gets cut in half again. I just don't know. <laughs> He'd be like, just like, again. And see, Snoke is a whole is a whole another Dune esque kind of character. That they're trying, that they tried to, which, and I'm really glad they killed him off. The more I think about it, I'm super glad they offed him mm. without any sort of backstory, without any sort of who he is, where does he come from? It does not, it really doesn't matter mm -hmm. because that he, he, he's, I, I don't even know the term I'm looking for. He was kind know. of a MacGuffin. He well, was yeah. the MacGuffin that they needed here's to the thing, I mean, we're dealing for the first time, uh, characters who are being resurrected. I mean, this is nothing new in the, uh, from Rebels and the, right. and the animal, uh, the animated stuff. But cinematically, I'm like, oh, they're bringing, they're bringing back characters. And I'm like, if they could do that. And I said, I'm like, they could bring back Mace Windu. Yeah, completely. <laughs> you know, I'm like, he's not dead. He's out there. Well, yeah, there is. And we, we, we were talking to Ed and he was like, he was like, let me get this straight. Maul survived getting cut in half. Mace Windu is not dead. <laughs> I never thought Mace Windu was dead. Oh, God. That was never the assumption. Oh, I don't, You know what? It, it, I don't care if he got his arm cut off. And he's thrown out a thousand foot tall skyscraper. I don't care. I'm sick and tired of these mother effing Sith in this mother effing galaxy. Imagine you, Anakin Skywalker just jumping off the side of the building, and 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 why is the assumption that Mace Windu dies in that in that situation? Because he doesn't show up again. They never officially came out and said, "Oh Lord, Mace Windu." They never found the body. Princess Leia can force her way back from outer space. Yeah, dude, come on. Okay, I'm just gonna throw this out. I'm just gonna throw this out here now. I'm not saying they should bring him back in any way. All right, just to clarify. Doesn't mean he's dead. But it doesn't mean he's dead. I'd be more happy seeing this. You think you're the only? You think you're the only Jedi in the galaxy? I mean, it would be. I mean, it'd be awesome to see. You know, hey. The end of the second the sequel to Solo is you see the purple what lightsaber like turn on a Star Wars a cyborg a Star Wars version of the Avengers. What would that look like? You know? uh, all I know is all again. <laughs> it, it would be like you said. It would be Ray. It'd be fun. Ray Ray comes Ray comes out someplace like on the Falcon and and like is like so you think you're the only Jedi left in the galaxy and it's like he's got the robot arm going yeah. on there. <laughs> He's got a he's got an eye patch. Right. An eye patch. <laughs> I mean, he is Nick Fury. You know, you know, and Ray says, you know, this all seems very familiar to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this somewhere like I've before. I've seen this before. before. <laughs> um, a force now, user wait, out wait, of time. Who's not dead? So, uh, getting into that, and since getting off of Solo, um, we were talking about the the possible the Obi Wan movie, and we were having a whole conversation on that. Yeah. Now, um, I don't want to hold you to anything because I okay. didn't check. Okay. I didn't check. Let him speak his mind. No, 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 no. But Let him speak I just want to say, uh -huh. I don't know if you were pro or anti-Kenobi the last time you were on. But when we talked yesterday... I was you know, not. Today, you were, you were, you were anti-Kenobi. I was you were not. Like, I was I'm not, not on the train. And I'm still... And it, I don't know if I... 
what I was on the record last time. That's outrageous. Come no. on. I don't know. Come on, man. <laughs> what? You ha- there has to be a Kenobi movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm honestly... I, I feel like I, more, sol- more than a Han Solo. But, yeah. I mean, but that, you, that should have been first that, choice. And, and my gut instinct was, yeah, of course. Ian McGregor back as Obi-Wan. Oh, that'd be awesome. It was perfect. It was, it was spectacular. Oh, yeah, it was the best part of the prequels. Right? Right. Tell me a compelling story about an he has old cantankerous point. man in the middle of the desert. Well, the, we, we had well, this we conversation on the way back. So, I understand. But, but, but the whole point but, of Luke was he got off the planet. But and I understand why you're saying adventure. this. Now, here you have a guy and he's the pressure's on him. He's got to protect this family no matter what at all costs. Okay. All right? Uh, this farm this farm, farm family with, with Skywalker, right? And you're dealing with gangsters, bounty hunters, Vader who's out there somewhere. But he does have a point. He's I understand. He says that there are inherent. You know, we were discussing. You can't. Like, you can't have Obi Wan interact at a personal level with anybody. Any. He can't meet Jabba face to face. He can't see Boba or Bosk or Ig eighty eight or any well, of them. At some point, he changes his name to Ben. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You think that's, the, uh, that's the that's the out there for you? You think that that's fun? <laughs> no, I'm just like the Clark I'm, Kent alter yeah, ego. I'm, you know, I'm Ben Kenobi. I'm, I'm Ben. I'm Ben. I'm, <laughs> I'm Obi-Wan. I'm now Ben Kenobi. <laughs> exactly. Obi-Wan. Yes, he just changes his hair. He's like, well, no, no. He's got... I just, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm Dwayne Kenobi. I'm, I'm for Dwayne it. Kenobi. Dwayne. <laughs> Razor. Razor Kenobi. <laughs> But uh, um, no, but you know, and talking this stuff with Jeremy, he he does bring up that there are those this sort of strange inherent limitations to a Kenobi film. You just you can't. How do you do a, a Star Wars? Is the audience ready to accept a Star Wars film that takes place in one in only? It's one. a much smaller, much more personal movie. And like I'd be then down. Solo. It's a straight up samurai movie. That's what it is, it's, really. And I'm fine with that. I'm good. But you have to make it compelling. You have to give it some sort of depth that still relates somehow. I think we're pretty much in agreement that, you know, you can't do a Kenobi movie where you only see the lightsaber flare up the last five minutes of the movie. We want to, we don't want to see that. We want to see straight Even up. Even though that makes sense. Yeah. But we don't want to see it. No one wants to see it. You know, but at, so there are, but, there, but then, but then you're, there are issues. There are issues, there are issues and, with, okay, so the sand people want to come and take down the mm. Lars's farm. Okay, well, Obi-Wan Kenobi's got to come trotting out of the desert on his dewback and slice down the whole tribe with his lightsaber. How did the, those stories of the, of the crazy man with the light laser sword in the desert, how does that not spread across the planet, get to Jabba, and make its way to Vader? By the way, the scene goes like this. You, you move single file. Of course I'd be, I would be able to tell. <laughs> you dumb, you dumb shits. <laughs> I've had it. I've been. T- I don't have time for your crap. Um, I'm old. Uh, and then we, 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 as we were discussing, we were talking my, about my, Margaret. We, we were talking on the phone, and Margaret goes, "See, Obi Wan's got a constant string of women that come in." <laughs> right. That's right. I think I'm like, like a lot of. Okay. This All is right. what it is. Wait, like- this is the first Star Wars where we almost hear like a, a like a contemporary swear word, almost. Where Lando goes, oh shh, right? Oh, yeah. that's true. That is true. That is true. Yeah. The first for solo. Now we also, uh, in our discussion, then pivoted to like the Boba Fett, then, right? Correct. And we we're talking about what we would want from a Boba Fett film. You said again, you're you're not, you don't really want to see a Boba Fett film. I'm or... not sold on it. I'd, I'd I'd be okay 
if they want to do a sequel to Solo with established characters and actors now. Because I'm sorry to not use at least that Donald cast. Glover right as as Lando in some in, some in something yeah, in some another capacity. movie and just those is a and just, waste and just the, the 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 things that the plot threads that were there that you could like the mall stuff yeah and yeah, and, and and now but well, like I Dawn. said now now that the canon is so closely intertwined with books and movies and all and, and TV shows and all this other stuff they don't have to do a sequel. Mm-hmm. With those actors, they don't. It could be something. They could it, just let it go and just continue the story. But it would in, be in a another, bit of a waste. Another to have medium. Those. People. I think it would be a waste yeah. of certain people. Right. Right. I think it would be a waste of Donald Glover. Right. And well, the guy and the kid that played. Sword. Well, in the last show, I said that, you know it's the because of an article I read. It's a Marvel Marvelification of the Star Wars movies, right? You know, some could say that that's what Maul really. Right. He's so like, it's a Thanos. It's it's already like, things are planned. It's like you know here we have a title here, a title there, a title there, and then at some point everything converges into one big Avengers type of perhaps some sort of story or some right. culmination. But we already of... but we already have that big Avengers culmination story. It's in Star called Wars. the New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Return of the Jedi. Oh, oh okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, that's Akbar because it, it's not like they spent ten years building up to Jedi. Right. You know, with with uh, with, it's with twenty films, they've they have the Nine end point already told. I gotta, and that's and that's why <laughs> I, I say that I'm kind of torn on making Something a whole like a, lot like... of big budget movies that take place before before all this right, stuff. Right, right. If the story's not really compelling. Like, the, the arguments for Rogue One were, well, we know what happened. Mm-hmm. What do we need a movie for? And I agreed with it. You don't really need the movie. Was it good? The movie was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. It was, it was, everything was great about it. They didn't need to make it. Mm-hmm. And they, Same with Solo. It's a like story, about, lots of fun. But uh, They you know, didn't really need to make it. They didn't need to spend $250 million. Unfortunately, the way they well, turned that out, was, yeah. yeah. You know, and I understand directors, things, chant, reshoot. You know, I get it, but still, that's a boatload of money for a movie that now is not. Uh, you didn't really have to make right, it, yeah. And that they're not necessarily reaping the rewards that they would have hoped for. You know, so it's uh, it, so a Boba Fett movie. Now, sure, I would love to see it. Can you make it for fifty million dollars? Okay, and now can you make an Obi Wan, an old man, right, okay. old man Logan, samurai? Let me let me in the you, desert now, movie now for. I, you know what, Ewan? We're going to give you fifteen million dollars. Right. Just walk around the desert. Walk around and in some the Mojave stuff. somewhere for a while. There, put on a bathroom. wave the lightsaber around. Say you're waving at a ghost. Yeah, there you go. We'll we'll fix that in post. Now you're trying to chase Yoda away. I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now I, mean, we, I would see it. But I, I, te- I texted you before uh, we, you you showed up here, and I said I think I've got the fix. You've got a way to to do it. And I've got the fix for both of these things. Okay. And now you said no, and I said uh. You said something. I said, "Don't it. tell me." Right? No, no. Right here Save we go. For the show. Here we go. <clears throat> You're absolutely right. Kenobi is an issue because he would have to stay on Tatooine. <laughs> I don't see. Okay. See it was. Doing. It's hard to. Well, again, you can't get him. He, Jeremy put it this way. He's like, he can't even get into a shuttle and go into high orbit and come back down. He has so dedicated to keeping this kid safe. I mean, we have the moment in Rebels mm-hmm. where. He kind of was willing to let Maul walk away. Like we don't. So long as Maul had no inkling at all. But the second Maul made it, like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Like that's it. And he was like, now you have to. It wasn't even Maul. Didn't even put it like. And obviously, you're the new chosen one. You're protecting. It was just like, 
why are you here? And it was like, I can't even let you get off this planet. It's like, ah, crap. Now I, you, got, now you I have die. to kill you. I have to kill you that to keep this a secret. Okay. So you, he's, I think Jeremy's got a good point on that. That is something that's an issue. <clears throat> so me and Ed were, uh, were uh, kind of joking about this, but I think it's a great idea. And so uh, we had Tamura Morrison, Maori guy, played Django fan, right? And yeah. then Tamura Morrison also provides the voice for um, for Boba, you know, post that and when they, you know, do the, yeah. the special editions. All the special like editions and stuff. Okay, so I was thinking... Slapping the face of the I, I like, original like actors. T Tamura, but Tamura is also, he's a bit on the older side. Um, you could put him in the Boba Fett suit if you wanted to, but... Uh, I was saying to Ed. So he throws in another New Zealander. Another another Maori. Another Ma Maori. Taika Waititi himself. As Boba oh. Fett. I told you this. Uh -huh. Oh, so you're a Jedi? <laughs> With lightsaber and everything? Lightsaber and everything? This is my buddy, Bosk. <laughs> he doesn't really talk, but he really actually he does. No, IG-88. He doesn't really talk. He just stands there sometimes. It's really, it'll be good. No, it's really good for you. We're going to hunt these guys down. It's going to be good. Um, so I said Taika as Boba Fett. And I said, you really got to judge dread that. You got to keep yeah. him in the helmet. Never I see him. Yeah, yeah, seriously. You, 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 don't, don't show his face. But then 100% behind that. All right. Now, here's where it's going to get interesting. Because you don't do a Boba Fett solo film. And you don't do an Obi-Wan solo film. You combine that mother effer. You have a story about Boba Fett, who has a who would have a mad on against the Jedi. Well, yeah, of course, for obvious reasons. You killed my father. All right. You killed my father. You have Obi Wan's story in the movie take he place totally on Tatooine, his day to day life, what he's doing, blah 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 blah. And then you got the Boba Fett stuff that's out in space. Him on a couple or, be, or it becomes like a weird sort of team up, you know, like whatever. either or whatever, you basically whatever. You combine the two things, and then you have <clears throat> the antagonist for Obi Wan to take on is Boba. So you have some parts, some parts where Boba's on a mission. He's he's battling. He gets either wind of that there's a Jedi maybe on Tatooine, or he gets drawn into. And then Obi Wan kills him. No, he doesn't obviously kill him because I, you had your whole idea of, of the Boba Fett thing being a legacy thing that maybe Boba had a sidekick and he takes over, which is fine. Maybe you could do it. Oh, Either or. But maybe it could be a case of, you know, he defeats him, Obi-Wan, um, he gets away and is like, I hope that you, you know, you change your ways. I'm like, I'll get you again, whatever, old Jedi. Now, Bo uh and Boba keeps it quiet. Boba's not going to tell anybody because Boba wants to kill. Now, Boba is not a straight up... As far as he knows, Obi-Wan's the last Jedi. Boba is not a straight up Mandalorian, right? Right, yeah, that's the other... Yeah, right? that's, He's, that's that's the other thing, It's and and it's not none of this whole... like. Well, there's know. a there, we were talking about there's an inherent issue with the story there that you could explore. It's mm. like, well, where did Jango get his armor? Well, he... Where he's did a, Django get the armor from? He's a Mandalorian. And then he's a Mandalorian. We, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Django, Django's Django, not a Mandalorian. Django's not a Mandalorian. Django really? and his yeah. son, neither are Mandalorian. What? Yeah. Yeah, Ed. So, really? As far as I remember, he was just a bounty hunter. He's a bounty hunter who has the armor, but he's not a Mandalorian protector. Uh, and neither was both. Wow. Now they've that changes things. that changes a lot. So things. then it's a question. It's like well, it adds it adds an, another layer that actually you could that would be worth exploring to some extent. But again, I don't know if the demand would be there to. But okay, about this, the idea that you could have Boba and Obi Wan together in a movie, and then that solves issues kind of for the both of them, 
if they were just solos. You want demand, this just, is what you do. If they were just solo films with each one, you've got, oh yeah, now we have parts of, the, of an Obi-Wan story where, yeah, we get to see other planets because Boba's going around doing stuff. I will guarantee you. you the know, moment I would, I, would, I would rather see a sequel to Solo with Boba Fett in it. Mm -hmm. than, which is natural. Which is, na which is natural. Right, right. Than a Boba Fett... Obi-Wan. Listen, we know that Jabba is because they already flaunted that whole thing. It's like, you know, yeah. there's something going. You know, we're going to go. We're going to go to like and maybe Tatsumi. that's how they're going to try and shoehorn and you know, Obi-Wan into the into these prequel series mm -hmm. by because well now you know Solo's going to Tatooine. Yeah, but that's the thing is he they can't meet. That's the other problem. You can't have a story where Obi-Wan and Solo meet before. But maybe you don't need to do an entire <laughs> Obi-Wan movie. Just have him as an element. Just have him there somewhere, and Solo just doesn't realize it. Well, okay. Okay, wait a minute. Now, now here's something. Here's something. Of all the smugglers on that planet, Obi-Wan and is like, is like, oh, Chewbacca here is the first mate on a ship that might suit us. You know, it's like, a, he chooses the one guy who he knows. Is, is gonna be clutch. Who's gonna? Who's got? Who's basically? I've always I, and I've kind of always thought this. There is always this sort of sense that could of be like, interesting. That Obi Wan kind of like maybe he knew he was gonna die. We don't know. Force is a weird thing. You know, it's very nebulous. He's. Uh, I. We could always say, oh, he was just guided to see Han Solo. But what if there's a kind of thing where he's like, yeah, I, I, I may eat it in this situation. And that Luke, could be. and Luke still needs someone to protect him. Still needs someone to be around him. Still needs. I'm gonna put him in the hands of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Who I, trust. I mean that could that I, you could, know I, I, it, it could work, but I you don't know? think it could be any sort of extended exposure. Yeah, he can't. He can't. Act, at best, you could have Ben meet Chewie. And then, rather than it be like it could be Chewie, we trust Chewie to keep a secret. That right? I, that I could get. Yeah, I mean he's a couple hundred years old. I mean he fought in the Clone Wars, so yeah, I could. First mate the, Chewbacca here, you know. Yes, yes, a ship that might. It could really. It could, By the way, that you, I could. You, that you, I could. You want to create demand? All you need to do is to bring up the dark saber, the Mandalorian dark saber. As soon as the like audience sees that, people are sold. But are they? I, I, I again like you want to create demand. We are because I don't know, dude. I'm because I we absorb. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, absorb we listen. We are living. At, we we literally are living in dark times, right? Because because <laughs> okay, let's not get because crazy. the fan because the fandom has really been split. And I've heard this. You you know this, like yeah, that's Christian true. Harloff from the Collider. He calls it a civil war. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I get just, really. People have taken way too serious. Yeah, man. I know. I, like I feel you the same way. Go see it or you don't go see it. Right. You want to give him your eight dollars? Go, don't. I well, don't care. that that that's a good. Do you remember Xavier, who was on who was on our show? Yeah. <laughs> okay, X, so X, that's he was like, um, and again, Xavier. You know, hopefully one of, one of these days you get. You we get, need to have you on X. Right. We need to have you. On. Uh, he's like, I am. I'm done. I'm never going to see another Star Wars movie in the theater again. That's what he said after the, the Last Jedi. Okay, good for you. <laughs> Keep your money. <laughs> The movies aren't made for him anymore. They're not. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there, they're made for BC, him. BC, BC, yeah. and, and they're made for, for my BC. sons. Yeah. And they're and my sons love the shit out of them. <laughs> and if a Star Wars movie comes out and I tell my sons, no, nah, I don't think we're gonna go see that. See one. now, what the hell's the matter now, with Xavier, you, Dad? That's just very mildly putting it, right? By comparison to the crap that's out there, and we're gonna get into that. Yeah, well, well, yeah, that's it's a great. This is a great pivot point for something that has happened recently, uh, in dealing with the overexcited fanboy set, which is. Um, 
the sort of harassment of uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Oh yeah, off of off of uh, yeah. the, uh, social media, and look, which is nonsense. I it's it's nonsense, and it's showing a very ugly side because you know what was said got into you know. It's misogynist. There's some racism. You know, and what we're referring to, audience, general, is, is that... There's going to be all kinds of stuff. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of ugly. And for it's the audience out there, um, what we're referring kind of, to is that wrong. Kelly Marie Tran, who played... Rose. Rose. Rose uh, she left social media because of uh, a lot of the comments that she was getting. Lots of hate and vitriol were directed her way Racism. Her and guys, there are people online who are taking credit for it. Yeah. That I reorganized right. this thing, and I'm so yeah. happy. We're fighting against, you know, it's you like know, the, as the if they, it's like a holy the war. Social justice warriors and the, all yeah. the the diversity in Star Wars, and there are more girls involved it's now. It's called on Facebook. Down with Disney's treatment. Um, uh, don't even give them Ed. Don't right. even give them. The, okay. I don't even want to spread that out there. But yeah, there's this there's this sort of thing where. Um, the New York Times had an article in New York Times Magazine about two weeks back um, in which they talked about how we, you know, fanboys use the term canon these days in pop culture. It used to be that was a very academic term used at, you know, high cultural levels to talk about questions of religion yeah. or, liter- or, or literature. You know, what is the canon of If Western it's not in culture? some Bible, yeah. then it's not canon. Yeah, what's canonical right. in the, in, you yeah. know, in and the now King we... James version of the Bible? You know, yeah. that's. Well, I was referring to something more like long lines. Like, if it's not in Cimmerillion, it's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> but a perfect example right. where we in the fanboy set have adopted a lot of the nomenclature of uh, academia. We talk about these things. We use the term canon, we use the term mythology. You know, um. And it, it's you got you got you got to be you got to be careful when you use words like we in referencing oh, this yeah. because there's I, and I'm I'm not joking because there's a serious divide between those who understand that these are stories mm-hmm. who are intellectually owned by somebody else mm-hmm. and people who and, and and we can sit and have intelligent conversations about it mm-hmm. and we can respect the people who made them and then there's that whole division of people who are morons. Who have adopted this as their personal religion. Right. And who will go to war over it. And that's what I mean. Canon- which, is, which is nonsense. And it's a it's a microcosm of the reality, the dark times that we live in. Right. Which See, is which is even get alive. It's even sadder <laughs> because it's you know, it's entertainment. It's supposed to be a release. It's supposed to be an escape. Right. So just take it. Does it entertain you for two hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Cool. Why argue about it? Why be proud that you made I, racist I will, and shitty comments? I, I will. I will only counter that in this way, which is that these it is both is just movie, but it is more than entertainment. It was even designed to be more than entertainment. Lucas's whole point of these sort of things. I'm gonna yeah, go. And, and I'm gonna Lucas, make love to my sort of, wife. That's what of, I'm gonna do. No, no. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> because that's my counter to that. You know, it's like <laughs> right. Okay, I, let me let me finish here. Okay, so there's this sort of a thing where. These things do give value and meaning to people, especially in a world where the old-time religions... I get are, that. Are, right? and, and that's why it... it, it I and, get that and, and at, a, at a personal level. Right, on ourselves. But you have the self-awareness to be like, all right, now you're going over the line. Like, this is so... I'm not a moron. Right, exactly. And I'm like, respectful of other people's opinions. <laughs> right, and just have that sort of like, yeah, again, I'm just... That, that. But as far as it being personal, like, and, that, and I'd love to hear that argument because, you know what? 
it's personal for me. Right. I, my parents divorced when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I didn't have religion. I didn't have church. I had Star Wars. You had the pop culture. You had that. I had Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I watched New Hope 50 times the first weekend it was on HBO. (laughs) The (laughs) earliest movie I have in existence is watching Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. It's watching the Hoth battle. Mm -hmm. I was four years old. It is a religion to me. The values that I carry with me as an adult male, I I learned from Star Wars. They're shaped by Believe in your friends. Right. Have hope. Don't have regret. Mm -hmm. Don't look to the past. Believe in yourself. And in the don't people fall to who the are dark important. Side. Yeah, exactly. Don't, 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 don't succumb to. You know, and it's it, the else. lessons are right. And you want to make the comparison to religion? Go ahead. It's there. It's the called the golden rule. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. called the seven deadly sins and the ten commandments. Whether or not you believe in God or Jehovah or Muhammad, it makes no difference. Mm-hmm. It makes no difference. It's be respectful. Do unto others. I will and follow this that, man to battle. And the fact that people can make their oh well, it's personal to me. It's it's. So you're just a dick then. Well, you're going against <laughs> the very things you're claiming this is. So it's values a, that so you it, claim is, is important. Is to what's you. important to you. You're going directly up, up opposite to it. Right. Much like, you know, a lot of religions and, you know, crusades and holy wars and jihads and all the stuff that's done in the name of religion. So you're justifying your own shitty, disrespectful, mean behavior in the name of your religion. I don't want to believe in your religion. Right. If that's what it is. If that's what it's leading you. If your religion and your belief in Star Wars is that, well, my way is the right way and yours is wrong and she sucks, so I'm going to drive her out of social media, then you're you're watching a different Star Wars than I am. I, I had a thing online once where... Um, you know, one of my one of my favorite comic book characters is the Flash, right? And uh, Barry Allen as a character is kind of a sanctified. Now you're not a DC guy, so you don't really. Get I'm not it. a DC guy, but I'm you know I'm familiar enough. You know that I can, so Barry I can Barry, kind of... Barry's this guy, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. He saves the universe. He dies. He kind of becomes a saint. Yeah. And you know, Barry Allen as a character is this incredibly affable, does good for the sake of goodness. Yeah. You know, originally he didn't have the not for the factor. accolades, not for the and, praise. And also no. not only that, he didn't have the psychological baggage like a Spider-Man or a Batman. Yeah. Originally it wasn't, oh, my father, that whole thing with the mother thing that they added. That's a I, I recent... Say, that's Flash, a recent... Flash was one of the better parts, probably the second best part of the Justice League movie. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, I love I love that. But, uh, so, next, like, to, next, to one, next to Wonder Woman. Originally, he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that as <laughs> part of his... Okay. <laughs> he doesn't have that as his backstory. There's nothing tragic. It's, I get hit by a bolt of lightning, I get powers, yeah. and I want to do good. Yeah. There's no, like, I'm working through something. It's just yeah. very... So... Online, I get into this this guy, and he's, you know, he's, oh, I'm, yeah, his, his screen name's a Flash thing, and he's all about Flash, 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 Flash. And he's all, like, when Ezra Miller got cast. By the way, he also shit a brick when uh, um, Grant Gustin was cast. And then, oh, I love Grant Gustin. I was like, oh, you were, you hated this before you saw it one second of it. Yeah. But, oh, I love him, and I hate Ezra Miller now. And I was like, why? Well, Ezra Miller, as you know, is a bi. He's, he's bisexual, okay? As a, he's So that was his okay. whole thing. That was his reason? He was like, yeah, this though, he's all, he's a gay, gay flash. And really, wow. some really ugly stuff. And I said, you know what? I don't, I don't get you. Because you're all, I love that. He had a whole, he's one of these crazy guys that like, click on my link to read all my fan fiction about the flash. Like he's like, I have a, I wrote a seven, literally was like a seven movie like treatment for the flash. He's like, is this 
fan fiction? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah? Craziness, right? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 not not that kind, but oh, like, like okay. you know, but, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no slash stuff, but that which which would wouldn't make any sense with the whole well, I... anti uh, bisexual uh, uh, Ezra Miller. And I said, you know, you're saying some really ugly stuff in the name of this character, and I'm just gonna say, I told him, I said, I'm gonna tell you right now, um, Barry Allen would not be your friend. <laughs> If Barry Allen were a real person, you are the last person in the what world. What was his reaction to that? Okay, obviously, no, man, you know, I was like, like, no, Barry Allen is not a bigot. Barry Allen is not, um, you know, mean to people. Barry Allen doesn't... But it didn't change him, though, right? Yeah, no, of course, again. But I wanted to confront that, like you said, here's the thing... But you you gotta stand up for what's right, but it's... Well, you got... You're claiming... Fully fully knowing and accepting the fact that it's... Probably not gonna... It's not gonna make a difference. And that's the the really interesting thing about... um, Like, I would read the comments whenever a meme comes up and it's like... Ultimately, it's about... We're here to take down the the Kathleen Kennedy um, uh, regime. You know, it's all about that. You know, um, but meanwhile, it's Star Wars it's, for boys only. It's, it's couched in this language, right? Exactly. It's couched in this language. Men, of, it's that it's kind of thing. Crazy. Because it's couched in this language of of it's a story. We don't like the story. That's what it, we're not. We're not racist. No, we're not racist. We're not the Yet discriminatory. Every time, it's always about that. Yeah. I don't like that. There's a girl who's the center of the saga. Yeah. I don't like that this non-white character is here. What are you forcing this down our throats? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, if you believe in the story of Star Wars as a universal thing, of then it's beyond those racial categories. Yeah. You know, I got news for you. Then, you know, if... And let's... It wouldn't have happened. But let's say that George Lucas stuck to his guns on this and said, yeah, you know what? Um, in my opinion, I think, uh, I think my Luke Skywalker character should be a black guy. And that's how it played out. And Luke Skywalker was a young black kid on the scene. He, he, Luke said... That would have been awesome. You know, it would have been Black Panther 40 years before, right? Yeah. It's a universal story. It has nothing to do with the color of their skin or even the sexual orientation. It's about the things that we all think. Yeah, but that speaks to the the true nature of how people's minds work. (laughs) You know, it doesn't... It's. That's I mean, you can make that reference to any good science fiction. Yeah. Any good science fiction is, is good because of the story it contains, not because of the characters that are in it. Right. They, or their background or what yeah. have you. I mean, that's not to say that background context don't matter. You know, like I said, you couldn't. Black Panther had to be about what it was because of the context of the character and its origin. Correct. But. You know, generally speaking, we're saying on a general level. It's a good segue. To, I got. I got. I yes, got, and, I got, and so I so. Wanna, I wanna and one of the you. things about uh, you know uh, that is a good segue. So let's let's go into that. Because, Thank you, my liege. Uh, uh, quest, uh, questions <laughs> of 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 uh, altered carbon. At, at the, yes. So well, what is this about things? this? What is we, this altered uh, carbon? We did our altered carbon show a while back, and <clears> that was the I, I we, that was the first one I listened to in this recent the recent little run of listening to him, and uh, somewhere towards the end. Of the show, you you had said something to the effect of it, it's the, the whitewashing. Fir- the the yeah. whitewashing is mm. the first time you really remember feeling that way mm. about a story. Why? 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 Th- why this particular story? Given the amount um, of obvious whitewashing that's occurred throughout Hollywood forever. Well, because because here you why deal with a character. Um, it's one one character, but we, I we understand that they're. There, it's played by different, uh, by different actors. Correct. And um, again, I, I like 
Joel Kinnaman, he's my jam. You know, and I've yeah, said this many is, times. He's in love with Joel Kinnaman. I, Jesus. Dude, I've that, said that, that, at that the show. The show he did, the, detect, the Swedish detective show, was unbelievable. That but I've said, I've said like that, you want, you want my next Wolverine? Give this guy the job. You know, that I, like, that's how much yeah, I love him. He was like all Jackman. He's too tall. So is Jackman. So is Jackman. They'd have to like cut him off. So is Jackman. <laughs> so is Jackman. You for, I, I, I used to see Jackman on a regular everyday he's basis. He's not a little dude. He's no, huge. man. He's, is he really? He's a big one. Like he's how? Like what? Huge Jack. Like he's got like a he's almost, he's got no so serious, dude. He's he's he it, it almost feels like he's like close to a head taller than me. What? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I was in the elevator. Was he six dude, four? Well, no, six, I understand. Well, he's six four, right? You, like, he's a six four, dude. six three. Yeah, he's at really? least 6'3". Yeah. yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that shows you the movie magic and wow. stuff. Wow! Yeah, well, that was one of the problems when he was first cast. A lot of people were like, he's not a short, pissed-off-looking dude. He's like, he's... he's All right, then, I'm I'm good with Kinnaman. I can <laughs> do that. Well, I mean, you asked, okay. like, about the, the whitewashing, because um, you have the Asian counterpart, um, and you only have that one episode where it it just mostly focuses on him, and he, like... He, he delivered a very good performance. So, again, it's the package, right? You have to package it up. And you understand that. The other part is Ed does understand He's that. Six, that's two. the story. Yeah, I understand that it's, it is a story. But, again, this is the package that we're selling. You see what I'm saying? It's like, but in any other case, and and it happens, like, if you go to India, your uh, your Brad Pitt is a, is, is, is a marvelous-looking um, uh, Indian guy, right? You go to Hong Kong, you're going to get chine fat. You see, what I'm saying it's like and, I don't know if and, you get them anymore. Not, but what I'm saying, but but you see, okay, years I ago, I yeah. grew up watching, um, and you may or may not realize this, but like aside from the stuff that you guys watched, uh, growing up Chinese, I watched some of the stuff that my parents watched, and uh, uh, also as well, and you know, tales of sword and sorcery, you know, uh, heroes who leap on trees. Um, and the, uh, with their with their chi powers, oh, that stuff's awesome. Though. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I've watched that stuff. And I right. Love that. Yeah, I love but that, that was like a regular part of life. And like guys, Charon Fat before he was a before he was a um, the, killer. Um, the killer. He was a guy leaping on. He was a guy leaping on trees with swords <laughs> on TV on Hong Kong television. Yeah, right. right? Well, so 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 that's my and that's my point is that you know in America yes that's what you're going to get. But all right. So then so then seeing as you guys didn't read the books right. All right. Did his internal conflict about being an Asian man stuck in a white man's body and how he was dealing with that on a personal internal level come through in the show? I didn't feel that. No, no you did not. I didn't feel that. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Feel I would. That. I would say. I would agree. Uh, for me, the, the what I thought was stuck out was this. I don't think they quite. And they couldn't have, because like you said, the books can get you that inner monologue. Yeah, you can get that. Well, that's it. That's why I'm asking that question before I tell, before right, right, right. I really divulge. Right. Yeah, you're feeling the so, books. So, so let me let me just. Um, but I did feel that the presentation, and I, this was my little pushback against Ed, mm -hmm. was that, um, I und I can get what he's coming from because as a Hispanic guy, I can get that. Yeah. See, and I and I can sit here and say I understand it, but I don't. I'm yeah, not. I'm yeah, not gonna. I'm not gonna me, bullshit me you guys. I'm not gonna of, sit here. Me, and, me and Ed have that thing where it's like we're in that sort of outsider looking in a little yeah. bit. Where it's like, well, all we've been presented our whole lives are. It's not. It probably I would say Ed, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but mm -hmm. I think it's a case of like. You're not. You love the show. You love the character, right. like and everything else. But there is this sort of like, <sighs> again. There's like a, uh, it's a sort yeah. of a weird, like, 
All right, you could have, you know, I know this is the story, I know this is the book they're adapting, but uh, I'm kind of getting this sort of once... You know, what else am I going to ask for? Because the, the author himself, it's written by um, um, by white man, I'm assuming. He's yeah. white, right? So, yeah, he's from England. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, it, th that tends to be the case, is, is you get the voice of the author and the writer yeah. based on his own experiences and what he's... But, but what, also, what comes out know, of his the story, essentially, like I like go with what you said, is that while I don't feel that they got that sort of, like, discomfort that Takeshi had yeah. in Riker's body, they did offset by, I thought was great, and I, I said this because we have a friend, Pete, who had the same uh, same feeling? Pete, by the way, is uh, like uh, 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 he's black uh, with a little Chinese in him as well. Uh, Trini and us, and nice. uh, he he was he was like, yeah, I kind of felt that he was a little uncomfortable with that as well. And my the, who was uh, yeah again that, that we had the the Asian character in a white body and so on and so forth. And I said, yeah, but what they did do on the show, and which is inherent in the story, is you know how often is a Asian man a really the central character. Yeah. So that is inherent in the story. How often do we see an Asian character, an Asian male, sexualized? This character is sexualized. Oh, yeah. Both as Riker in the Riker body, yeah. but we get to see his romance is this yeah. is the center with a black woman. How often do we see that? Well, that's like How my wife and I. My wife and I black woman and, and an Asian man a lot. Now, when it came out, and, and after I listened to the show, we talked about it a lot again. And. We came to the consensus that, like, of all the, sh like, all the media, and television, and everything that's out there, it's easily one of the single most diverse things on television yeah. that I can remember ever actually watching. Right. It's just it, across the board, and and I'm not going to sit here and say that. Well, I understand it because mm -hmm. I don't understand how you feel, and I, you know, if we were talking about Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, right. if we were talking about how many failed attempts you know, that's a perfect to start like Leonardo DiCaprio as Kaneda in Akira. Absolutely. Ghost in the Shell is a perfect example, right? I but, watch that and I go, okay, I, I, I buy the uh, the appropriation. I'm into it. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How can you buy it for that? Because though? I love uh, uh, Scarlet Joe. Scar I love her. That's <laughs> well, why. <laughs> well, um, you, 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 you talked about that, and me and John, we did a review. Well, I did a review. John didn't see it. I had to explain it. It was like, oh, Ed actually. I like, haven't seen Ghost in the Shell yet. Okay. Part of the part of the controversy is, and you shouldn't have, because I told you it was it wasn't good. All right, um, I'm sure it wasn't. That's why I said I was like, come but, on. Uh, but you know, no, you took a survey in Japan, and no they one was, actually in Japan, no it's it's American. It is white fans who have a problem with the mix with the changeover. With the change, the Japanese were all no. This yeah. looks like yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. And again, there's a whole weirdness you know, to right. anime in general. With everyone having different yeah. colored well, hair, eyes. Yeah. Yeah. you can never tell what wait, they are. Wait a minute, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> We're not offended by the Redskins, <laughs> but we are offended by the Patriots Steelers. <laughs> How about the Braves? Offended by the Braves? <laughs> Nonsense. But um, yeah, yeah. All right, so I back am. to altered carbon. <laughs> That's altered carbon. Yeah. All right. uh, uh, yeah. Again. I, so so. You're, you're so not, even though the show is that's what it's about, mm -hmm. you still felt that way um, because of again the way it's packaged. Uh, for all we know, someone in the, down the line in the future, another director, they may give us another altered carbon. 
right? Yeah. Um, and would it package differently? The show over? Yes. You kn- we never first season. Who knows, who knows if we're going to get? That I don't think it'll right. get a second season. You don't think it'll get a second? It's I great. Yeah, Jeremy good. has a point I about that. It's it's an amazing show. The show's incredible, and I'll I'll tell you why. It's not necessarily the ratings. I just I don't think people get it. Yeah, it's the differences between the the show and the book, right? In the book, Quellcrest isn't there in the first book. She's just not there. Mm. She's not a love interest. Mm-hmm. She didn't train him as an envoy. She didn't train him for. Se- she's not there. She doesn't exist there. She's not there. She's not a part of it. His character, the book, is is thread throughout the entire narrative, <clears throat> with his own internal conflict and his own internal struggles. As being an Asian man stuck in this white man's body. Okay. Like, it's, like, it's... So there are moments of resentment. Filled. There are moments of resentment. It's filled with... Okay. The, like, the book is just... It's filled with it. Yeah. And I and that's why I asked if, if that kind of came through in the show, because... How, how does it work in the book? Like, because it's set in the future, it's a very diverse culture, and, like, a very... You know, uh, well, he uh, himself a is a halfy in the books. He's like, what is, is his mother is Japanese, but the father was Hungarian or something. Yeah, like something that. like that. Right. Yeah. yeah, but he's from. I mean, he's from a different planet. Right. Like he was literally, he, yeah. literally born on a different planet, and that's like there's that theme runs through the whole book. It's all there, but you, you're, you're, and that's you're, uh, so you think I, that we didn't that they didn't. Well, no, have that I in the show. I think I. And you think that if it, that I think I got that one. from the show. Mm. Because I read the books. Ah, okay. Because I knew that the glances and the quiet moments where he was looking and doing certain things and certain movements. I knew what was going through his head because I had read the book. Right. Whereas we... Whereas you guys not reading the book and not knowing that he had that internal dialogue... It does so. They have heroes and villains. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, what you say? Yeah, that the show. So that's why I wanted to know if that came through with you guys. I, not I, I having would, a background. I would say with the honestly, book. I didn't. I didn't feel that that got through. I maybe maybe on a personal level of, it's odd because I think yes, there's obviously Takeshi doesn't like the situation he's in, but I don't think the angle of and it's because I'm in this white body. Well, here, here, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, in see, and that's, that's I'm not sure. Well, here's a simple question: Does it translate well? From the pages to to film. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I mean, I mean the, the themes are there, the visuals are there, the world. Is the world the, building. The world building mm. is there. That like I said, the elements of the story that were changed, like bringing her in totally and completely, mm. is a complete change from the book. It's just complete change. So um, you feel like they gave too much too soon. I not really because I understand why they did it, and it's it it, it kind of. Package it up better. I think. Speaking of packages, what did you think of the uh, the, obnox- the obnoxious, uh, um, uh, you know, nudity and casual nudity and and like Netflix uh, sexuality that's going oh, on? Oh, you know? Okay. <laughs> the reason the reason the show was filled with nudity and complete disregard for any sort of personal shame or awareness of their mm. own physical bodies. Is because they don't matter, right? Anna and that said that in the mm-hmm. review. That's that's why the show was filled with wagging dicks and tits and ass. <laughs> it and wasn't. It wasn't because hey, let's get viewers. Let's show. I mean, sure, it's going to bring in the shallow-minded idiot. Yeah, it's 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 the who's going to see ooh tits and ass woohoo. Yeah, yeah. But that's it was a metaphor for everybody's opinions yeah. that the body just 
doesn't matter. And, and it's the and, person that's in here. It's yeah, the per- yeah. the person is. It's that because it's, it and, really and, is. And, and also, Jeremy, wait. You have to also go on of how much worse that aspect oh. was in the book. Oh, tell the him, book. Tell him about the the, the difference, one the, the difference scene. between how he gets tortured in the book. Is oh compared man, to it's the, horrific. In, 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 like, yeah. in the book, when he gets captured in it, and they take his brain or his, his mm-hmm. soul and they put it in the body of the, of the, yeah, yeah. the woman in the virtual reality to torture him to try and break him, not realizing. That he's an envoy in SeaTac. Mm-hmm. They think he's just Riker, so they're trying to break him. They put him in a woman's body. They and then... put him in a woman's body and rape him and defile him in the most horrific thousands and thousands of ways you can possibly imagine, and it's all in the book. I mean, and it's there, and they just think they thoroughly they go into detail about like it it's too. yeah, and it's like, and they thoroughly think they've broken him. So when he like comes out yeah. like. It's like, like, and they can't, they kind of, it's like, you know, the scene's awesome. The sequence is great. And he comes out and just kills everybody. But, like, the book and the, the sequence in the book, it's, like, it's brutal. And it's primal rage that just comes out. And it's like a buzzsaw through the entire building. Like, in the show, it's like he just goes from the medical center where he is mm. out the door. In the book, he goes and he starts in the medical center and he just starts walking across through the building. <laughs> and he just takes everyone and it's out. Everybody, there, like nobody, nobody. Rather not, than just this one guy that he lets go. Yeah, you know, there's, right? like, there's nobody, and it's just, I mean, it's the sequence in the in the book is he basically is, like decimates the whole building, the whole build, the whole company, because <laughs> because of what they did. I mean, it's it, it's amazing and it's horrific and it's brutal and it's just and probably it, something they couldn't have. They done. could not, and and she, can, the producer of it, came out and said, "Yeah, we can't, we can't do that." Mm. We can't. We just and even you, on Netflix, it's you just can't. A, it's a step too far. You yeah. can't, and that's why. And that's why the changes that like they didn't in the book. You don't even see tack mm. as an. Ad, you don't see original recipe tack. I think the most brutal, in the book. I think the most brutal um, scene that I recall from it. It's it's um, where. Uh, what's that place up in the uh, up up in the sky? Oh my God! You know, yeah, where, where, and yeah, they're just they're where, just like you know like um, where he bring, where he's pretending heaven to be the heaven general, heaven something where he brings yeah. him as the general yeah and he's like oh do you want to hurt me do you want to you know and he he looks and sees all of the instruments that yeah. are available from the do thing and it's just like oh my God and the and the sad part is is you know that as much as fiction is fiction we know that human beings are capable of that. Well, and that's and that's that and that, and that brings world. us to the perfect why the show's not going to get a second season. Mm. Because it's too dark, it's too smart, it's too close to home. It's the perfect metaphor for what our entire planet could become given that sort of culture. I mean, mm. how close are we now mm. to living that sort of excess? Mm-hmm. But this show bundles it up with a neat technology that grants you immortality. Where's your mind going to go when you've been around for 300 years? What dark places and what dark things are you going to do? And people don't like those questions. People people are dumb. They don't get that that was the point of the show. All they see is flashy lights and rain and dark and wagon dicks and tits and blood and guts and that's what they see. They don't get they don't get the the, the what to actually talk about mm-hmm. with the show is the dark places where human nature will take you, will take you, will take anybody. Anyone. Yeah. Given access to I something told you like I, that. I told you I would beat up a hooker. Yeah. I, but that's <laughs> So I I don't think the show will get You think that I don't I think that's it because people don't get it. Mm. I mean the people that made the show get it and I think there's a select Which would few be a shame. of diehard fans who really get it. 
But I don't think they're going to get it be a second season for that reason, and because Kinnaman cannot be part of any second season. And he's such a so identified. He be, most people. It, well, be, that's now people identify the show Altered Carbon with Kinnaman, which is a mistake on the on the show's production part because. You can't have him you back. You can't. You can't come back. You shouldn't have him. Yeah, back. if he comes back in anything, it's a two-second flashback right. to a previous life. But he can't come back. Mm. There shouldn't be any discussion. Well, I'd like to. You cannot come back. Right. That's not the series. The, the that's not. That's not the. So it's it's unless they decided to uh, to make a story independent of the books, right? Which somehow puts him back on Earth. Which again. Defeats the purpose of the story of the technology that he created for this world. Right. Which brings me up to it's a shame because the third book, he gets reborn, he mm. gets reskinned mm. on his home planet in his own body mm. that was put on ice when he originally left. Mm. So he's going through and solving a mystery on his home planet, and that's where Quellcrest comes in. Mm. Because her stack got absorbed, and it's all this crazy insanity stuff with alien technology, and she's coming through somebody else, and then and then there's somebody chasing them. And it's a different there's story some, than the noir story of the. It's first very one. different. Right. It's a it's a sci-fi punk. It, it's not it's not a cyberpunk story. It's it's like a straight action crazy batshit insane story. And I, that's what I think is because the potential there's of the show. some there's somebody chasing them, trying to get Falconer. Mm, trying yeah, yeah. to chase down mm. the copy of Falconer. That's that's the goal in, in, in the third book. That's the target. It's not Tack. Mm. Tack Tack is there in his original. He just ha and it's just happenstance. Mm. It's just perchance uh, it's that he happens to be in the presence. But it gets the person that is sent after them to get Quellcrest is a clone. It's a, copy it really of is a shame. I mean, it's... from when he was nineteen. Uh. So it's that. The tack in in the original body that's protecting really, well really about identity then if you're is, up against is, yourself is the is the three four hundred year old man who has all this experience mm. of life and reality and existence to pull upon who knows better choices who's being hunted by a nineteen year old brutal raw primal rage driven version of himself who is nothing but a lethal killing machine mm. well, so it. What's that? Well, well yeah, it's kind of like Logan. It's, it's, it's Logan. It's, it's a little Logan-esque. It's, yeah? in, it's, it's insane because it be, it's true. It beca it's a story of identity. It's a story of who are you, what you become in the face of this technology. This is what you started. This is what you are now. So it's, it's a bookend to the first story in the sense that you get the old guy mm. who's, you know, the story of excess. This is what he became. He became this, you know, demonized, horrible person whose old and morals are shot. And thought he was Zeus. Thought he was really Zeus, hates. and he's really just a jerk. Right. And then you get Tack, who started out as this brutal, murderous, killing machine, who he's been alive for four hundred years. Now he's the opposite of that. He gets the perspective on the importance of existence. Mm. So, it, so, so it's to me. I don't think they'll get a second season, but I think it's a shame because that yeah. third book. It, w it completes the story, at least right. a, at least tax story, and then go out and do whatever the hell else you want mm. in that universe, in that world. I don't care. I, I also think that the I think that it is a shame because the potential for what you could tell, either as original or or following the books, yeah. is a shame because um, I don't want at the at when that's when the season ended with you know we do our, our yeah. basically our coda where yeah. it's like 
okay, and Liz, you know, Lizzie Elliott, she went off and did this, yeah. and, da, 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 and this was tied up, Riker and... And you know she's back together, and you know, and I kind of walked off. And he right? just goes, he just leaves. I don't need to come back to any of that. That's and the that's, thing. That's the, you I don't. don't. I, it I doesn't. Think, I think it would be betray the potential for what it's like. Here's this one series, and it was noir. Give me a new oh, season, yeah. and give me a different flavor. Yeah. Give me something. Well, that's this a, world. The, yeah. the second book involves like portals and again on a different world in the middle of a war. This time it's, you know, where this was noir and Earth is dark and it's dystopian and it's all this. The second book takes place on like a water world that's bright and colors are crazy and, you know, and it's it's the antithesis visually. Mm. And it's, yeah, and it's... On a, on a completely different note to wrap this up on. On a completely note to wrap this up on. Um, um, because I keep telling this guy, and I don't know if you've seen it yet, but did you see the Lost in Space, space reboot yet? I uh, we're up to like episode eight or nine. Okay, and what do you think of it going into? I love it. Okay, I right? love it. I love. I adored the show. I love it. I think it's. I think it's great. You know what it reminded me of? Because I know you're also a huge it's Trek guy. Go get Trek guy, right? <laughs> it, what it reminded me of was this: was it was like a modernized Star Trek: The Next Generation. It was a fan. It's a family show. You can watch it with your whole family. Oh yeah, we watch. Oh the kids, yeah, we watch yeah, it. With you the can kids. watch it. With we the all kids. watch it. Um, but it's not stupid or too no, simplified. No, it's not. The characters are a little complex. The relationships yeah. are there. Um, it's about intelligent people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and it, the story... I've only said that. I, I, it's it's At the moment, I'm not feeling it because... Just um, go, watch two episodes all right, in a row. All right, Wa- watch I, it, dude. I'm, I'm finishing up Black Mirror for Pete's sake, all right? You know, and... <laughs> Good. This will be a great palate <laughs> cleanser to And the Black thing is, you know, the last movie left such a bad taste in my mouth, and I, don't, I know that was a long time ago, right? But it's like, you know, like, I... It's, it's I'm not just the not movie at all. I know, it's I know. Not, I realize John that. I realize that. It's it's, it's really what, well what done. I, listen, you want she as she as the doctor is. Yeah, it's a great cast, oh, she's and awesome. she's good as that. And uh, the, I'm awesome. just waiting you know, for my the, uh, whole, the whole setup of the robot and man. how we're going to, and then the way it ends, you are like, oh, this was just the origin story. Like nice. that was the thing that I loved about it. All right, don't because, don't spoil it because I have like I said we I haven't listen, watched the episode. But, but in, in in a way, it's again, it's like saying like, oh. Well, because one of the things about the show that I thought was a, a little uh, a mix-up was, you know, as the show starts, you know, as you said, the pilot, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, Space Family Arbison, they're Clash Land on Planet. I didn't know that they would be part of a wider colony, which makes total sense. Well, yeah. It wouldn't just be mm-hmm. this one family yeah. slingshot out into nowhere. It would be a whole thing. And then you had the dynamics of the, of the other people they have to work with. Well, yeah, then they keep, find, they keep finding people and getting more people on. Right, and, and then again, so, so, yeah. So this, I thought it was a nice... It's what Voyager should have been. Really, what, what is is what uh, you're sort of describing? Because uh, maybe Star Trek way, Voyager, yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit of that. Of I, you have, know. I have no issues with Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> you're we, me and Ed, we can't. Neelix, come on, it's seriously at the top of my list of favorite Star Trek series. Well, Ooh, it's got it's got some of the great, uh, really great characters. Like I have, a, I have a. Everyone um, loves the Doctor. The Doctor, I love the Doctor. The Doctor's Joe. We'll just call him Joe because that's what he calls himself at right, the end right, of the series. Right. Right. You know, but uh, uh, listen, hey, um, I'm just saying that uh, if there's an Ortega, the series, I'm watching that. <laughs> because um, uh, Okay, I think that's a great place to end this at. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not going to get any better than that Ortega. Ortega in a war world? Latina, I'm there. Lati- Latina cyborgs. Latina cyborgs. Latina cyborgs. They're, they're the future. They're the future, they're the future people. The future. World War Ortega. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, thank you so much for coming back here. Anytime. Again, man. Anytime. It's always, it is always great Anytime. talking to you about this crap. I, you know, we could go hours and on we, this we, stuff. And we it's, have. It's, my it's, lords, it's I, I, I still will never forget the whole, like... Well, there's still stuff like I want to talk about, like Legion. Have you watched... Do you watch Legion at all? Yeah, uh, season watch, one. Yeah, season two, we <laughs> I haven't caught up yet. No? no. I haven't caught up with season two oh my myself, God. but I love the first season. I love the first season. Uh, and that's the Guys, thing. I, I, I always flash back with you... Is always guy, watch night. watch season two and then we got to talk. I, mean, we I, <laughs> I have my own I have my own theories on that show, and I I don't I don't I don't know. All right, all right, all right, all right. I always when just look for look for any clues and any time you watch it from now on. Like, are they hinting at something? Did you listen to our Legion? Wait, hold on. Did you listen? Did you listen to our Legion show? No, I did not. All right, we have a Legion show. We didn't talk about was again. That was another solo. I I swear to God. Nothing in that show takes place in the real world. You think maybe that's? What I think the entire oh, show. I think every personality. It's a, it's a scene elsewhere of, of, it's of like him. of it's mutant all shows. All the personalities. It's the scene elsewhere. In his excellent. head. I think they're all in his head. <laughs> that's why they all have different powers. That's why they all do different shit. Right, because right. they, it's they're all different parts of him. We're trying. We're trying to end the show. Well, we? yeah. <laughs> I know, but I'm just. <laughs> We will, um, like that's one of those shows. Like nobody I know watches that show. Like, Jeremy, everybody I like everybody sees Marvel movies. Everybody sees Star Wars. You know. Well, it's a very Margaret and flavor. I watch Legion, and we watch. You it's know, a we very different shows. flavor, and that's one of the things I really appreciate about. Listen, go back home, listen to the show me I and will. John did, and we talk about that. Uh, Jeremy is the kind of guy that I will always remember uh, as a teenager. Pooping on cars, yes. <laughs> and especially but, now. <laughs> was, um, I can't get it out of my head. We had a... It was you, me, and Chris Karubel. One night at when one of the parties and everyone else... It was like 5 a.m. and everyone else was passed out. And we were still talking about Alien versus Predator. Oh, yeah. I and remember we just that. just kept talking about like... It's like, well, wait, maybe... You know, maybe the maybe the Predators are like a... a, a, a were a... a, a a civilization that they found the, the you know what was left of the old republic and it was <laughs> we were like trying to tie in the so like that's I have to I have it was to like the, what's it what's this guy that who did that whole Marvel Star Wars mashup yes thing. it was just like the Pat Oswalt <laughs> sequence so the that head the awesome. head the severed head of Chewbacca like that was the kind of when we were when we were dumb teens well, yeah. we would do that sort of like stuff so I, I always think about that uh, and that's why I have to have you have there's to have you on uh, one story. more thing I I. I wanted to just um, uh, our our pal Eugene from Rolling Press. Oh right, um, yes. Yeah. So uh, guys, if you um, um, Rolling Press, one of our sponsors, if you're ready to produce that uh, graphic novel you've always been working on, uh, that you've been working on all year, uh, then go put ink on on paper and have it printed at Rolling Press. Go to RollingPress.com. They do fantastic work for us. And they're eco friendly. Eco friendly, and uh, Ed, I get uh, I get kudos on our business cards. Whenever I show them, people always say, "This wow, this is this looks really." Oh great. yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, there you go. And I was trying to drop, say, "Yeah, yeah, Eugene, you know, shout what, out." We're trying. What, to, what, what am I drinking here? What am I drinking here? <laughs> what is this? Schnapple? <laughs> Schnapple. Schnapple. Great. Bumblebee made, tuna. Made from the best stuff on Bumblebee there. Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> so, um, this was another great show. Thank you, my Thank liege. Thank you so much. Thank you, I, the King It's of my Star pleasure Wars. coming on here. You don't have uh, to call me As King. always, I, I'm good. thanks to Jonathan Vergara and Pancake Studios for making this possible. And uh, uh, John, are we going to get some money off uh, this week for bringing in that piano? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
As always, I get the joy of experiencing the Batman shirt. Exactly. As always, I am Miguel Alejandro Velez. I'm Edward Ng here with Jonathan uh, Vergara here at Pancake Studios. And And, and Clark, until next time. To be contented! Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.